Hello, fellow travelers. Today our adventure begins, not with the bard spinning its epic tale, but in the library of the carriage rest inn. Between the crackling fire and the overstuffed armchairs, we find a patron, lost in the pages of a story. A story about heroes, villains, and a merry band of adventures caught somewhere in between. Let us also get lost in this adventure. Welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales One Shots. I'm your host and dungeon master, Mike. We have Katie and AJ with us at the table again to continue their adventures, but we're going to let them introduce ourselves. To my right, we have... Hey guys, it's Sam, and I play Woods on the regular podcast. You guys all know me, but today I will be continuing the adventures of Elliot Lane. He is a druid half-orc. Awesome. Uh, and I am AJ. I'm playing Gimbal Garrick. He's a rogue who also happens to be a gnome. And I'm Katie, and I'm playing Bryn Layden, and she's a woodland elf, and I am super excited for the shenanigans. So last time you guys had a pretty eventful trip on the way to Candlekeep. You kind of made some enemies, burned down the building, but you did save a guy from, I guess, having his boat sink. And then when you were in Candlekeep, it just got even more complicated as your book came to life, attacking Gimbal, and chaos ensued. But it did give you a nice penthouse room where you were able to relax before your big adventure to the wide at Boulder's Gate. And that's where we're going to pick up. It is about a four-day walk to Boulder's Gate. Is there anything you guys wanted to discuss on said walk? Say, uh, Elliot, you could turn I... into a bird and fly us there. <laughs> oh, don't you know, I haven't quite gotten the flying thing down yet. Oh, okay. I tried a few times trying to get into a giant eagle. Not quite yet, but I can uh, can turn into a horse of riding. Oh. Yeah, I could probably get to there a little bit quicker. I like the, I like that. Also. How long can you be in wild shape now? I say it's like four hours. You know, I don't know. It didn't say in my book. It would have said in the book. Let me look it up. Your druid level determines the beast that you can transform into, blah, blah, blah. You can stay a beast shape for the number of hours equal to half your druid level rounded down. So one hour. <laughs> and how long of a trip do we have? Four days. Yeah, let's, not, let's just keep so your... So <laughs> I can have an hour and then I could rest for four hours and then I could get another hour. It would take us longer. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no like river or anything that we could float down? I mean, we could maybe try to find a horse, like a, a buggy. Or we just walk. It'll be fine. So along the way, we need to look for a really big tree. For what? To put the demon in? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... So you guys are on the road, and it's pretty uneventful. It's a pretty traveled road. For the first three nights, nothing seems to really happen. On the fourth day, you're kind of getting closer to the city, and you round a corner, and there is a fallen down tree covering the path. And before you can kind of react to it, from behind you, you see three very large giant rats appear. And they are starting to kind of close in on you, kind of cornering you in this little canyon with a tree backing on the other side. And they are basically rushing at you. So let's go ahead and roll initiative. 16. Five. Four. 16 was who? Elliot. I also had 16. That would be me. Yes. I'm Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Elliot had 16. Gimbal, what did you have? Four. Four. Oh, my God. Brent had five. Monsters rolled a 15. Elliot, you are the first to react. Um, I am going to cast Fairy Fire on them again. So I need to roll a Dexterity, dexterity saving, saving throw. throw. 
17 is going to pass. 22 is going to pass. And 20 is going to pass. <laughs> Again, annoyed, I turn into a lion. Yeah, it makes sense. A lion with some mice. That's a good call. Little Thank you. Scar moment here. <laughs> Picturing it too. I, a little what? Scar. Scar. Oh, to continue yeah. our 90s theme. To continue yes. our 90s thing. Game mechanics question. Dr. Scar. After I have had a long or short rest, when I shapeshift back into something, I get full hit points back, right? Yes. So whenever you shapeshift as a druid, basically set your character sheet off to the side, and yeah. then you're going to play with the lion character sheet in this case. And once the lion either is dismissed or if it dies, you go back to your character sheet. Okay. So if you had like two damage before, you go to the lion... The lion can take as much damage as the lion can take. And then it just go back to your character sheet with you know, two missing. Giant rats are going to charge in and attack you guys. They see a lion, which is kind of exciting, but also a little bit scary. So they're going to kind of part around the lion and they're going to attack. So Bryn, go ahead and roll a d4. Three. So two are going to attack Bryn. A 21 to hit. Yes. And a eight to hit. No. Okay. So you're going to get hit for one bite for three piercing damage. And then Gimbal, you are going to get attacked for 13 to hit. That's a save. Or that's draw. So that meets ties go to the attacker. Ties go to the attacker. So it's going to do you three piercing damage as well. And then kind of out of nowhere, though, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw, Bryn. 24. Going right over your shoulder is a crossbow bolt. Look <laughs> at his face. <laughs> I don't know how to comprehend that. <laughs> and we are up to Bryn. Bryn's like, okay, there's a crossbow that just went over my shoulder. Since when do rats have crossbows? Right. <laughs> well, they're like right on top of her, right? Or kind of close by. So she's Two of them is on top of you. And then there's a lion that's kind of behind you guys. And one is attacking Gimple. Bryn's going to take her short sword and like try to like slash at, can she slash at both of them? She's going to like slash at both you of them. You can slash, but you'll just hit one of them. <laughs> Five. That misses. <laughs> the crossbow boat coming out of nowhere really just surprised you a lot. It just like dropped the short sword. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that bad, but yeah, you missed your your rats, your giant rats. Uh, gimbal. All right. I am going to pull out my rapier. Okay. And Stabby stab? Yeah, because the one came right at me, so I'm pretty right. much right in melee. Yeah, with you're it. in melee with it. Does 11 hit? 11 does not. Okay. <laughs> Bonus action. Because since I miss with it, I'm going to disengage and step back. So you're going to put some space between you. So you can, you have your movement. So you can move up to 30 feet or 25. 25 feet. I'll move a good 15 feet away from him. Okay. Are you Closer move to the lion. Closer to the lion. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sounds good. So yeah. lion and gimbal are kind of next to each other. Yeah. That's great because I have pack tactics. So the lion gets advantage on the rat. So I'm going to. There's currently no rats next to you. Where are the rats? Two of them are on Bryn, and one of them is where? About 10 feet away from us. I'm going to attack one of the ones on Bryn. Okay. I'm going to. You're going to move over to Bryn, give it a swipey swipe or a bitey bite. <laughs> Can you do a bitey I swipe? I want to do a pounce. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. If the lion moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then it hits it with its claw attack on the same turn, the target must succeed a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the lion can make one bite attack against it as a bonus action. So you're running in to slash at it first. So roll a DC Do you hit? saving throw. Oh, I just roll it? Yep. 18? It passes. Okay. Nothing happened. But you can still attack it. That's your call. Read it again. It's called pounce. If the, if the lion moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with its claw. So I guess I have to hit yeah. it first. So let's do that again. 10. 
All right, so you missed. Anyways. So it's over. You have advantage, though, with your pack Oh, tactics. I do have advantage. Ooh. Too nice. 22. <laughs> nice. Okay, 22 hits. 21. 21 still hits. Okay, so now give me a DC save throw. Oh, now I need to roll it and see if it gets lower. Yes. Your plan? <laughs> That's how it works. Nine. It failed. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it gets knocked prone. So let me do the damage. It's a D6. Oh, he's on my new D6s. Plus three. So the first damage is a four, seven. And then I can also now bite attack it. And that's a 1d8, five, seven, eight. You uh, are able to pounce on one of these giant rats because it's not paying attention to you. And you just get a nice clean bite into the back of the neck. And it goes down. And he's, is he dead? Yes, he's dead. And it just like gets up and goes. <gasps> <laughs> giant rat one doesn't really know what happened to his buddy. So it's just going to keep attacking the person that's next to it, which is Bryn. A crit is definitely going to hit you for five piercing damage. And then Gimbal, you had ran to the lion to protect you, but then the lion ran away. <laughs> the lion left, yes. Yeah, so it's just gonna try to bite you as well. 13. 13. Again, ties it's again. Ties and wins. <laughs> uh, five piercing damage. And then Dr. Lion gets hit in the butt with the crossbow bolt for 13 piercing damage. That hits. Yes, I, I'm aware. It hit you for 13 piercing damage. Oh. Poop. <laughs> That's what happens. All right. Is it my turn? Rin. Yes, it is. Okay. So I'm not too worried about that crossbow, right? <laughs> I got a rat on me. I'm going to uh, use my short sword again. All right. <laughs> Five. <laughs> uh, still misses. All right. So I guess that brings us up to you, Gimbal. Okay. I oh. am going to <laughs> close the distance. Uh, to Bryn, and you sneak attack with my rapier. So you're gonna disengage. Are you gonna use the disengage to get away from the rat that's currently attacking you? Yes. Okay. You disengage, and then you sneak up behind the one attacking Bryn, and you stabby stab. Stabby stab with my rapier. <laughs> I bet I miss because I um, <laughs> ten. Does ten hit? Ten does not hit. Yeah. Yeah. Or so only level two. You try to stabby stab, but you can't. You're just, it's bouncing around too much and you just can't find a good spot and you're being way too picky and, you know, you just, you miss it. Okay. Dr. Lion. The only one who's done anything this entire. <laughs> 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 I think I'm the tank. Okay. I'm going to pounce again onto the one that's, is there still one on Bryn? Oh, yeah. I'm going to yep. pounce the one on Bryn. So I'm going to roll. tried to stabby stab and it didn't work. <laughs> um, so Bryn's next to me, right? So I get pa- pack, pack tactics. You actually have both of them next to you now. Ooh, Yeah. Uh, 18 and 5 is 23. So it's. 1d6. So 4 slashing damage on that. And now I also get to bite him. You have, you have multi-attack, I assume? If you pounce. If the target is prone, the lion can make one bite attack against it as a bonus action. So it's not prone. Yeah. You killed the one you already did. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I got ahead of myself. You had to roll a DC, a dexterity saving throw. Pounce as if you've traveled a certain number of feet first. Oh, dang it. Well, that's so right. You just attacked it. I just attacked it. It now knows <laughs> it's getting attacked, so it's going to try to bite back at the lion. What do you want to hit? Um, that hits. Six piercing damage. And six to hit. That fails. A crossbow boat sticks into the ground next to the lion. And then I have another giant rat that was chasing Stumbleduck around. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly disengaging and chasing oh, yeah. after you and disengaging. Uh, a 12, so I finally missed you on that one, though. Thank you. It got mixed in with all the confusion <laughs> that was going on. 
Thank you <laughs> for not hitting me. All right, that brings us up to Bryn. Okay, well, Bryn's going to shoot going after that short sword again. <laughs> I think you finally hit. I finally hit with 19. Woohoo! Right, that hits, so go ahead and roll your damage. Four. Plus All right. Dex. Seven. So you are able to finally land a hit on this rat now that it's kind of been knocked down a little bit by the lion, and you are able to cleanly get a killing blow in. Yeah. So now we only have one giant rat and some random crossbow bolts that keep flying out of nowhere. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Can I do like a uh, perception check or we'll see if I can find out where these crossbow bolts are yes, coming from? Yes, you can do that. Yeah. All right. I didn't want the rat to get me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I figured we're down we to- want everyone alive. We're yeah, down right. to one rat. Yeah. Elliot can take care of it. Oh. <laughs> Elliot can take care of the rat. It was Elliot. All right. Is Elliot 20 feet away from it that he can pounce <laughs> again? I'm going to run back 20 feet. Yeah. 16. See the off in like kind of the brush bushes hidden, which you guys didn't see. You see maybe a human looking person, but he looks very hairy. And he has a crossbow bolt, and he's been firing it into you guys. Like, you're able to follow that crossbow bolt path. And you're like, Can I tell oh, if he's firing it into us or into the rats? At this point, you cannot tell. Okay. The distance you're at, all you know is it's humanoid-ish. Okay. Can't tell if it's just got, like, a fur coat on or if it's just very furry. Or, okay. Then I'm going to just proceed with attacking that last rat instead of trying to chase him down by myself. Okay. Probably Sounds good. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, make an attack roll. Um, all right. It's... This rat's off by itself right now, too. It's yep, not it's just, well, it's in melee with everybody at this point. Okay. So I'm going to do have, sneak attack. You would have sneak attack if you hit it. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, if I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> going to annihilate this rat. But, uh, How do you kill the rat? If you want to roll the damage, it's just practice damage rolling. So you're going to get max damage as a rogue. That means, what are you using, your rapier? Yeah. So that would be Daggers would be cooler, but I'm going to go with the rapier. So, Daggers. <laughs> what is the rapier? Is it D6 or D8? D8. Okay, so it would be eight damage plus your dex, which is what's your dexterity? Just add it. Um, eight damage plus my dexterity is two. Two. So, so ten. Ten, but then you would also have had sneak attack on this, which was a D6. Which is one D6. So you would have automatically dealt 16 damage as your max roll. Yes. Now you get to roll your damage. Seven. Or regular with the rapier, plus two for the sneak attack. So plus nine, so 25 total. 25 total. Oh, my gosh. Which definitely beats the seven hit points this giant rat has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're able to get a clean hit in on this giant rat that's been chasing you around. It's like you finally turned around to face it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I can uh, deal with you now. I had it right where I wanted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as that giant rat falls, you see that humanoid person that was firing at you guys stands up, and they definitely look like a hybrid rat-human person. Oh. And he just turns around and starts running the other direction away from you guys. Do I see it? Yeah. Uh, Brynn, Elliot, you guys see that? The lion see it? I'm going to say the lion was facing the other way. Okay. The lion's going to whip around say, and give a sniff. Dr. Lion, can you chase down that... Uh, Calling him Doctor Lion. Lion. <laughs> um, can, did you see? I know. I know you can't talk to me, but can they can understand me? Yeah. Chase yep. down that humanoid. How about faster? I'm Bren, Bren like turns to. around, quick uh, thinks, grabs her longbow, and tries to take a shot. Roll a perception first to see if you can find the person based off of his uh, nope, description. Totally can't. Five. <laughs> 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 so you turn around at 
Kimball pointing, but at this point, you're starting to like weave and run and you just can't quite figure out where they're at. All right, the lion's going to go for a little jaunt. Let's get, he's got keen smells. He's going to roll perception um, based on smell. Let's see if he can sniff this guy out. I have advantage. I rolled a 19 and a 16. Uh, Perception is what? Dexterity? Perception is wisdom. wisdom. Uh, So I got a dirty 20. You'd be able to identify the smell of this rat-human hybrid. All right, I'm going to follow it just for a little bit. Okay, what is your speed as a lion? Fast. Uh, 50 (laughs) feet. All right, his speed is 30 feet, so you would be able to slowly close the distance. I want to close the distance and see what happens. He's starting to get a little bit more panic that he's being chased by a lion. He is going to wildly shoot his crossbow over his shoulder, so it's going to be at disadvantage. All right, but he's continuing to flee? Yep. All right, I'm going to stop. Does a 15 hit you? It does. So with his wild over-the-shoulder shot, he did hit you for four piercing damage as he continues to flee. I am going to just sit there and give a big, like, intimidating kind of, (laughs) 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 like, huff out, and, um, but I'm going to stop. Like, I don't need to kill this rat person. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to shapeshift back into Elliot. And And I walk back out of the woods as Elliot. So Elliot has returned. All right. Elliot, did you see where this person was going? I lied. I did, but I made it to this point. There's just, it's nonsensical. Let okay. the thing just fly. We killed its compatriots. I think it got scarred, and I'll be honest with you, I couldn't take another hit. I understand. I'm getting pretty close myself. Yeah, no need to waste the energy. You guys have three rat carcasses here if you want to do anything with them. Can we loot them? They're giant rats. I don't know if they are rat people, like if they had... Nope. These are just actual giant rats. I'm not going to eat a rat. I don't know about you guys, but... Rats do. No, thank you on that. I'm going to collect my... Oh, I never even shot because I couldn't find the man. All right. I think we're on our way. I think we're on our way. So the rest of the evening goes uneventful. You can tell that this was kind of an ambush site to get people that were getting into the city. So that's why it was kind of close to the city, but not within the city. And the rest of the evening, you're able to make it to the outskirts of the city and find yourself a nice, lovely inn to spend the night. And the next day, you can go to the wide because the wide where you need to go is part of the affluent part of the city. And they have a curfew that basically kicks everyone out at, say, 8 o'clock at night. So if you don't live there physically, you can't be there. So it is that evening. And you can't do a long rest because long rest in my campaigns are a week long without combat or, you know, in friendly territory. But you can do what's called a short rest, which is an overnight stay where you have a chance to kind of put bandages on, you know, put some ointments on, that type of stuff. Well, I think Gibble's going to need a little short rest here. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to use my hit dice. So how hit dice work, um, they are that little box under your max hit point, and it probably says, like, one something or two something. Yeah. And what they are is, like, so mine's a D8. So for every level, that's how many you get. So we're level two. So now I have, like, two D8. So I can roll a D8 twice, and I get those points back. But once you're out of them, you're out of them, right? Like, when do you regain hit dice? Long rest? Long rest, yeah. So I'm going to use both of mine. Oh. Oh, I already rolled. But can't you take the... Isn't there an average you can take? That's when you're doing level up. Yep. Okay. Oh, I got 10 back. Did you use both yours? I did use both mine. And also, Sam, I don't think you need to do that because you had put down 13, but that was actually when you were in your lion form. Oh, yeah. And you forgot to erase it when you flipped your sheet over. So you don't need to use any of yours because you don't have any damage. That's right. I forgot. Because my li- it's my lion that has it all. Awesome. But 
I get new hit points when I come back up. Well, I'm going to go for one and see how well I do and whether or not I go for yep. two. <laughs> you get to add your constitution modifier. I don't know if Sam said that. Oh, you I did too? not. Yep. Okay. Sorry. I rolled a six. My constitution modifier, I get a seven. That I'll, I'll stick with just one roll okay. this time. Is it? I got a three. And your constitution modifier, I think it's zero. Zero. So you get three back. The other thing, just while we're talking about like healing, so the other things that we can do to heal ourselves, um, I have a one healing potion that we picked up from somewhere. So that basically is more so like when we're in battle in the midst of it and yeah. somebody goes down, we can like shove it down their throat or something like that. I have that too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is cure wounds, which I think oh, both you actually, and I have. That's what I have. Yeah. You have cure wounds. Okay. Yeah. So this is a spell. So this you can cast at any time, like during combat or whatever. You could do it on yourself. You could do it on somebody else. You have to be conscious, obviously, to cast it. So you, if you're unconscious, you can't cast it on yourself. But this is a really great one. And this works based on how many levels you have, too. Well, I feel in safe hands now that both of my yeah, you should. companions have cure wounds. My little, like, <laughs> D&D, like, I guess, trick is that if my character can have cure wounds, I always try to get it. Like, it's super valuable. Mm -hmm. And that's my opinion. All right, so we're just chilling at the inn. We're at an inn? Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah you guys... Grabbed an inn outside of Boulder's Gate. What's the name of it? Oh, it's got to be 90s. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Clarissa's? I was thinking Hey Dude Ranch. Oh, Hey Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Hey Dude. The Hey Dude. You don't know what that show is, do you? I don't, but Doug you're staying at the- I love the, you so much. <clears throat> camp, staying, camp on Awana. Camp on Awana. <laughs> you're staying at the Hey Dude Inn. Okay. <laughs> and it is a little farm that's been attached- you know, so on the side of it, there's a little hay farm. It's really farm to table, very organic. And there's little stables there that you could put your horse up, but you don't guys have one. And uh, all the beds are made out of a, a straw hay. Cool. I'm okay. digging it as a druid. Like, I'm all into this straw hay bed. Everyone else finds it a little bit itchy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, so what, what did you find out? Could you tell anything about that guy that was, uh, was he in charge of the rats that attacked us I that think you chased so. after him? Yeah, what I can tell, it was just... Um, I feel like it's just some bandits. some bandits. Like they were just trying to probably intimidate people coming into the city and yeah. allude to them. But you know, we're smarter than that. We are. And we're very def definitely stronger. Yes, we are. He got, he got us close though. Ah, uh, he did actually. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily I could be a lion. <laughs> yes, luckily. Uh, my lions, I don't know why my wild shapes are just so much stronger than myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so once we get into the city, what's our plan? Are we just gonna like scour the wide and look for the bookstore or? Um, well, it's do no, yeah. There was a human with brown hair that sold the second book. Oh, that's right. That one must be a little tricky. The stand was Dune, D-U-N-E. Dune was the first one, right? And the second, we believe. Yes. Oh, they're both from the first, the second. Okay, that didn't make sense, but okay. First and the second. The first and the second had a Dune in the book. Had a Dune written. in the name. The name. Dune, name. Okay, I thought they were different yeah. places, but this is good. I'm happy you were listening. All right, I heard this is a bit of an affluent place. Yeah, they won't even let us in part of the city. I understand that. Do you think the two of you can handle it? Where are you going? I'm, no, I'm going. I just mean you don't. You think the two of you aren't going to be an embarrassment? Why would these we are be nice an people. I'm just, I'm just making sure that you know <laughs> we're going to a nice spot. You All might right. want to maybe clean up your clothes a bit. We don't okay. want to look like we're sticking out. Okay. I have no clue what you're wearing. I'm in Same thing I've been wearing for <laughs> weeks. I know. That's I should what go I was watch saying. it. Yeah. Maybe. Fair. Maybe we should Fair. hit the stream for laundry. <laughs> Sounds good. We can hit the stream for some laundry. <laughs> She's going to pull up a stream. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, just pull up a stream here. Get our clothes nice and clean. I'll use lavender soap so I smell good. Okay? Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I myself fancy the laundry and clove. Oh. 
Maybe a little dogwood. More of a eucalyptus. I just picture the rogue pulling out some of the bath soaps from the steams. Yeah, like he totally <laughs> stole some from the like, steam room. <laughs> He's like, I'm more of a um, candle. Irish, keep. Irish Springs. I, yeah. Irish. <laughs> you got the candle keep fragrance there. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I definitely think we should be on kind of best behavior. Yes. We don't want to stick out, you know. Oh, absolutely yes. not. All right. So I'm going to hit the hay. So they yep. say. We'll see you in the morning. Right, it's uneventful at the end. You guys get a good night's sleep. You're able to do your short rest. And it is the next morning. And you know that the curfew lifts at around 7 o'clock a.m. I think we're early, right? I would assume we go kind of early-ish. Yeah. Not like standing in line waiting, but milling about. The marketplace known as The Wide is located in the upper city of Boulder's Gate, home to the wealthiest of citizens. Visitors to this district find the streets are illuminated by magical lights, luxurious boutiques and expensive restaurants. The elegantly dressed citizens you also notice kind of treat the poorer people with a little bit of disdain. So as you guys are walking around, they see you and kind of look the other way or you hear like, I can't believe they're here. Um, Excuse me. We look very nice. They don't know we're for. You guys smell very nice, but you also don't have the same elegant like oh, that's true. ballroom gowns and oh. top hats. And oh, Elliot is instantly embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> The upper city is truly a place of exclusive decadence. And as we already discussed, there's a nightly curfew, meaning if you don't live there, you have to leave each nightfall. You know, as you enter the wide, that just by looking at it, you can pretty much find anything that you want at the wide. It is extremely expansive. Think of like a giant plaza in this rich area where people have set up shops with tents and all sorts of, you know, you hear sounds and smells and pretty much you just know that you can find anything you want up here. But from talking with some of the guards and kind of hearing conversation, you know that anybody can put up a stall here. You don't have to pay any taxes or anything like that, but it's expensive to set up a stall and all of your goods have to be legal. Okay. And you guys find yourself in the wide. Okay. All right. Eye formation. Yeah. Well, let's let's make our way. (laughs) We might have to go reverse eye. You might have to lead to push the crowd out of the way. That's true. Is it busy this early in the morning? Yep. It is still busy, kind of like it just got set up and people were waiting in line to get into the wide to purchase whatever they need. Can we find, is there a, um, I don't know, like a guide or a map to show the sections of where you can find the different ones or do we just uh, have to ask around and go up and down the aisleways? You'd have to up and down the aisleways. So you look at it and there's not really any permanent structures. And yeah. the reason being is with that nightly curfew in this exquisite decadent place, they make them take everything down so that the streets are nice and beautiful every night. Interesting. It's cleaned. Okay. So that's why everything is temporary because they have to get put back together. Yeah. So the next day, there's a line for the merchants. So stuff is never in the same spot. I understand. Well, and I think our only options, Bryn and Elliot, are to uh, stay together and go up and down the... I agree. We find when the they dune. set up, are they... Is it like free-for-all? Like, can like a fruit market be right next to like a book... Or is it like, over here is textiles and over here is food? It's kind of free-for-all. I picture it as being like, um, they probably have like pavers. I think of like like brick pavers and then they have like little white pavers that will highlight every 10 by 10 section. Okay. I say we go up and down the aisles to try to find this dune tent. I Yeah, I'd agree. Let's, uh, we're kind of just, I guess, walking around. Is there, um, do I find a tent? That there isn't really anyone buying anything at? Like the, the merchant's just kind of standing there? You'd probably be able to find a couple of them that are... I just want to walk up to one. I'm going to kind of ask directions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What do I, What tent do I walk up to? You tell me. 
Um. Yeah. Okay. We just walk up to a fruit stand. Okay. <laughs> we come up to Molly's fruits. Molly's fruits. Mm-hmm. Hi there. Are you Molly, ma'am? Yes, I am. Awesome. Um. Mom. Would you like some kumquats? I've never had a kumquat before. I'd absolutely love to try one. Okay, it's just one silver. Absolutely. And she, like, he's going to reach in and grab a silver and eat it. Okay. Roll and see if I like it. I do not like it. Okay. Ah, oh, I... Um, wow, that didn't look like it was your cup of tea. Maybe you would like a um, a pineapple? Uh, you know, I think this was far from me. Uh, I, Molly, I have a quick question for you. Sure. If I fancied a book, where would I find one? Oh, there's quite a few bookstores. Do you know, have you heard of Dune? Um, I mean, it doesn't ring a bell. All right. But I was looking for like an old book. An old book? Yes. Maybe something a little rare. Um, a rare books. There's probably two or three shops that sell rare books. Would you mind pointing me in the right direction? I would have no idea. It changes every day. Ah, uh, of course it does. Well, that's an interesting setup you have here. Well, yeah, it gets people to bruise and experience new things. And you can't just always go to the same vendor. So it kind of really helps spread the joy. Well, that's what we like. We like just spread and joy. That's right. Molly, thank Helps you so me get much. get my kumquats out. For the kumquats. Um, all the best to you. Yeah, good luck. What are you looking for? Uh, we're looking for uh, something about devastation in Marvel's land. Do you know anything about that? No. Devastation in Marvel's <laughs> land. <laughs> the name of the book. Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. Yes, that's what I said. The digressions. Are any of the book- I think it has something to do with arithmetic. I'm not quite sure. Are any of the bookshops run by a uh, a uh, human with brown hair? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I know we have a lot of information to go on, but you can <laughs> see Molly. Like, where it sounds like it. Yes, we're we're kind of looking for a well. I suppose at this point, a book in a market. Okay. Versus a needle in a haystack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Gimbal and Elliot, while you guys are talking to this, you guys have noticed that Bryn has been quite quiet. So Bryn, I need you to roll a charisma saving throw. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> that is not good. That cackle. What did you get? <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> right. What did you get? A one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys have your little conversation with Molly for Molly's fruits. Uh-huh. And you turn around and you see that Bryn is just holding a piccolo flute. A what? A piccolo flute. A piccolo? A piccolo flute. Okay. Because the salesman in the instrument restaurant right next to you was very good. <laughs> <laughs> My last. What she got there? I got a piccolo. Do you play us a tune? Oh, you're fancy really good at that. Go ahead and roll a performance have check. You, have you played the piccolo before? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Why? Why that noise? That's that. I don't. Too. <laughs> Darling, that, and like, and it's Elliot's, like, Elliot's going to reach over and turn it around. <laughs> I try blowing through the sand, will you? That might, might help next time. I'm a right. disgrace. So, so Bryn now, you know, we're not here to buy other things. Yeah. How much does this guy take you for? We'll say probably like 20 silver. Hi. All right. New formation. Put her in the middle. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on her. I thought I was always in the middle. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, back to the eye formation. <laughs> they started talking to somebody. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, I mean, we can't separate because well, I think we'll get lost. Can we, we can ask this music vendor. Maybe he knows something. I don't want to go back. I don't, think, I don't think she's got the willpower. Okay. I don't think she can do it. I'm afraid we'll come off with the tuba. <laughs> Although we could start a marching band. We could. Oh my gosh, and then we could raise some funds and we could go back and find this dang book and we can have it scribed again. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think a marching band's in our future. We no. have evening entertainment, at least. We would have evening entertainment. Maybe it'll get better. <laughs> I don't, well. You'll have to keep practicing. Not yeah. near us, though. For your ears. Yes. Absolutely yes. not. I think uh, I heard instruments are a solo kind of gig. You do it alone in a barn <laughs> without the horses. At least for the first two years. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think we're just going to have to walk around. Yes. So we walk around. We walk around. Should we do some... Uh, and perceptions or yes. insights? That's what I was thinking. Investigation. Okay. What, what do you it? want? Uh, let's do perception checks. Yes. 18. Uh, 15. 10. Uh, with the 18 and 15, we'll say that Bryn and Elliot, you guys have found a couple of bookstores but they're ran by someone that's blonde-haired, or they're not having rare books. It's just like cookbooks or stuff like that. Can I talk to one of the ladies? You most certainly or can. People, people. Any bookstore? Oh, we need a good bookstore name. The Reading Rainbow. <gasps> oh, we're getting so good at this. Okay, I go to the Reading Rainbow. All right, what do you think we should start to pop in here to the Reading Rainbow? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's Maybe see he, yep. this owner knows something. We, so we hopefully we step into the reading rainbow. What do we see? How do we feel? It's very relaxing. And as you step in, you sense that there must be some sort of magical spell that's been cast because instantly, like the whole hustle and bustle of the crowded plaza kind of dies down. Like you can hear it muffled, but it instantly just gets quieter as soon as you cross that threshold into this bookstore. Okay. Um, is there a gentleman or is there a shop worker? There's a shop worker and you can see he's got some really dark shaded sunglasses on. I'm going to approach him. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. My name is Elliot. Hello, Elliot. My name is LeVar. LeVar, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Fantastic. Uh, LeVar, my compatriots and I are in the need for a book, a very special book. Oh, maybe I can find one for you. That would be wonderful. Uh, it has something to do with deviations. <laughs> Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. That's one we're looking for. Yeah, that one. That oh, one. that's quite a rare book. Unfortunately, I don't have one in stock. It's um, quite unique. Have you come across it recently? Not in this shop, but I heard that there is a bookstore at kind of on the outskirts of one of the less desirable areas that might have some rare books. Oh, really? I've, heard, I've heard talk that they've got some. I think it was called the Amber Dune bookstore. Amber Dune. Oh, Amber Dune. Would you be able to point us in that direction? Well, unfortunately, my eyes don't really work, so Arr, I, was I wondering can't, the really, can't really point out that, but I do know where everything is in my shop. LeVar, how does that work? You own a bookshop and you can't see. Oh, well, I'm, I'm working on trying to come up with ways for people that can't see to be able to read, you know, further their education. Interesting. Oh, like an audio, nice. Would it be like an audio thing where someone would like just recite it to them? Uh, well, that would require having to pay somebody to like sit and read to you. Okay. So instead, I've been working with my fellow magicians, and I have these gloves. And what you can do is you, you put the glove on, and you can scan your fingers over the book, and then the glove speaks to you. Interesting. Oh. Like a glove of reading? Yes, exactly. Oh, wonderful. This is very... Is it very common for people not to be able to use their eyes? Um, I probably feel it's... Not that common, but also yeah. I don't want to discard the people that can't. Absolutely. Reading is a gem. Knowledge is very powerful. LeVar, I wish you the best of luck with your gloves of reading. Yes, I, hopefully we can get them down. Right now they work, but they're just kind of expensive. So I'm hoping to uh, work with some distributors to see if we can uh, make it more inexpensive and accessible. I love that. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. 
Uh, Bryn and Elliot, you guys are there, but unfortunately, as you turn around, Gimbal can't quite be seen. So, Gimbal, go ahead and make a charisma saving throw. This market's just eating us alive two. here. <laughs> you come back with a piccolo, I'm going to be real upset. A four? Four. Okay. <laughs> um, unfortunately, <laughs> right next to the Reading Rainbow was a kitchen utensils kind of place. And Gimbal, you had just spotted this very cute set of salt and pepper shakers that were in shapes of ducks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you guys go outside and you see Gimbal kind of playing with the salt and pepper shakers that are shaped like a duck. What you got there, lad? These mean so much to me. Do you see? They're ducks. They're salt and pepper shakers. I understand that, but you don't even like pepper. But I like ducks. And now we can season our food. I understand. Gimbal. Gimbal. How much? (laughs) Gimbal. Five silvers. (laughs) Okay. We're going to have... Team meeting. <laughs> team, it's time for a team meeting. And she pull, he pulls like the two of them in with his like very long, like he's six four, so huge windspan. All right, maybe we should have had this conversation before, but we're at a market, and these people they're very charismatic. They're gonna make you buy things. You're gonna see things that you want. As you you're as you're talking, need them. As you're talking, you catch the glimpse of a box of assorted teas. See, like, look, look, right there. See these teas? These teas, there's what? There's 25 teas in there. Almost all. Elliot. But yes. Look away. No, I'm just, this, this is my point. I'm <laughs> saying that we can't just give in to all of our temptations. Understood. Now the ducks are cute. The piccolo. Oh. Go ahead and make a Christmas saving throw as this lovely scent of jasmine hits the air. 16. You're able to pass. So just like this, I'm going to walk away from this temptation. <laughs> and I'd ask the two of you the next time temptation comes just to walk away from it. You got your ducks. You got your piccolo. Let's get our book. We'll do our best. I'll try. The ducks are cute, by the way. Thank you. You got to name them. I, well, Peppa. Peppa. Salt and Peppa. Salt and Peppa. Because everyone names their salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. None of your business. None of, that's what you should just say. None of your business. None of you. So should we make a, uh, try and find this bad part of the market here? I, I do think so. Are but we able to, are we able to find it? Should we roll for perception or investigation to see if we can't find the direction? Roll for CD. So you guys already did your roll for perception and then I gave you directions. That's okay. kind of how I was playing that. So okay. you oh. guys would have figured out that it's in the, the less desirable area. And then talking to one of the guards that kind of basically there's always a guard patrol going through to keep everything civil. Yeah. And they will direct you to the less desirable places. And when I say less desirable, I mean like the merchants, you find out that they will pay to have certain sections of the market. So where you're going is the less desirable, meaning it's the cheaper section in order to set up your stand. So it gets less foot traffic because... It's cheaper. It's cheaper. Gotcha. But they point you in that general direction. And as you're walking over there, before you even kind of can see the Amber Dune bookstore, you actually hear a very charismatic, deep voice. And he's just basically kind of talking, kind of giving a speech, but you're like... This is weird. And then you round the corner and you see that there's an older gentleman that looks pretty nice. And he's got a book in his hand and he's just reading the book like in a nice deep voice and just trying to draw in customers by actually just reading stories to them. Okay. And then right above him is a sign that says Amber Dune Books. Look, Bryn, Elliot, I think we found the place. I think we've got it. Yes. Let's go. Let's head in and see if we can't find someone to talk to and get some Monsters. Yes. Um, While we're walking in, do we hear what the guy's like, what he's saying? 
Like, what is the like the topic? Um, he's just reading a book about uh, a valiant knight named uh, Arthur. Okay. Oh, I think I've heard this one. <clears throat> All right. Gimbal, you do the talking. I'm going to go actually look and see if I can find anything. Okay. I'll Pick up the books, see if they make you feel tired. I. Oh, that's actually something really good. I wonder. Or we can just open and see if Dune's written in I understand. No, well, this is, right? this is Amber Dune. We've already seen we're this We're in Amber Dune, but all the books that were from here made everyone really tired. Right. So, so I feel like let's, let's so do you, that. Yeah, you do that, and I'll just go approach the counter and see if I can't talk to the okay, storekeeper. Let's slow down for just one second. Absolutely. So you, we already know that this place has cursed books, so you want to go around picking up cursed books to get exhausted? No. Yes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got it. You melted okay. right on the head. Okay, Loss. I mean, I think let's when you put it can, like that. Yeah, can we just look and see if there's another one of our book? I mean, Sounds so good. yes, I think we have two missions here. Yeah. The first, to find the book that we need. The second, to maybe get some more information on the cursed books. Because yes. if we could go back to the Keep, maybe in... And have some information for them that could be beneficial. Yes. But I don't think we need to pick up all the books and get exhausted. You're right. I, I, you, you bring a good point, Bryn. <laughs> I think you're, I, I don't know. I wasn't exhausted, so I don't know the feeling. Mm-hmm. No. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bryn's like, uh-huh. How large is this? I mean, it's big enough that we can all see where the others are in the store, right? Yeah. So yeah. each one of the plots in the bazaar is a 10 foot by 10 foot. So we're all within earshot of everyone yep. in sight of everyone. So they all think all we're insane. They can hear us. Well, we're, like, we're, we're talking about the books. We're kind of off in we're our, gonna we're off in our books. corner before we, walk before, you, before we walk in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're making our game this plan. This isn't how it tones last. All right. So I'll, I guess I'll walk up and uh, approach the shopkeep. And Brynn's going to walk around and see if she can find the yeah, book can without we, yeah. touching Can we anything? roll for investigation? Yeah, you guys can roll for investigation. And then, Gimbal, you're walking in. When you walk in, you see that there's a person standing behind a counter. And she's, she's middle-aged, has some glasses. And then there's another person behind them that is taking down notes, like keeping track of inventory and that type of stuff. Okay. Are either with dark hair? Yes, they both have dark hair. Okay. Onto something. That big description you had. Yes. Dark hair. (laughs) (laughs) Narrows it down to only 70% of the population. (laughs) They have the name of the bookstore and somebody has dark hair. The book is here. All right. I guess I'll approach and kind of ring their ding, ding, ding. Oh, yes. Hi, hi. I'm, I, uh, my name's Gimbal. I'm, how are you doing? Good. I'm in bars. Nice to meet you. In bars. Hey. I am hoping you can help me. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, are you looking for something in particular? We are looking for a very particular book. I don't know if you have it or maybe you've had it recently. Um, okay. It's called Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. Oh, yeah. I think we might have a copy of that one. Really? Yeah. I, it's going to be over here in our, our rare book collection. Okay. And then you would notice, especially with your guys' insight checks, what did you get? Uh, 13. Five. Okay, Bryn got very distracted with the story out front. So Bryn's just standing out front listening <laughs> to Arthur's the Arthur really cool. story. <laughs> and Elliot, you notice that they have the store kind of separated in two sections. And one of them is just normal cookbooks or short stories, um, that type of stuff. That's okay. more commonplace books. And those are just out on shelves. And then you notice that Gimbal gets led over to the rare books section, which is in like a glass case. And there's six books in there. Okay. What other books do we see in there? Anything that we'd recognize? You probably, well, how scholarish are you, Gimbal? I guess only if I've come across it in previously while we were at the Candle Keep. So we're looking at uh, Stella's Magnificent Muffins. Yeah. <laughs> so we know three books. <laughs> 
We're extremely well, well read. Do, well, do you know the one with the little one with the werewolves? No, but Elliot would. Oh yeah, the, that Might, book. Ma- that, yeah, that, that, was that little one was reading. You found Mazov's Mighty Digressions, Fallen Thymir, <laughs> The Dark Hunger, Consumer's Guide uh, to Gingawatts, Wanderings of the Humble Asimar, and Daughters of Gazette. Okay. I'm not there, right? No, you're okay. outside listening to a story about Arthur, which is a knight that's slowly talking about equality and making like a, a force of knights. Oh, I'm super intrigued. So how I do see you have Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. How, how much is it? All the books in this one are 25 gold. 25 gold. Yes, they're all very rare books, but we're trying to spread knowledge, so we're trying to offer them pretty cheaply. Pretty that's cheaply? Yeah, for these books, yeah. Wow. Um, well, I, I don't think I have 25 gold. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. If you uh, get that amount, you're welcome to come back and purchase them. We'll try to keep it in stock, but of course, I can't guarantee that if someone wants to buy it. Have you sold sold another copy of this recently, too? Yeah, I think we sold a copy, and she like kind of looks back at the counter, kind of pauses a little bit, and then the lady behind the counter kind of nods, and she's like, yeah, I think we sold one a couple weeks ago. Okay. What, uh, where were you getting these? If these books are so, uh, you know, rare, how are, how are you coming up with two copies in no time? Oh, one of our companions is uh, a trained scribe. Oh. So we're able to replicate these books, but it takes them some time to replicate them. So who is the, who's the companion? Oh, he's not working today. He's, he's off shift, but his name's Thyron. I could leave a note for him if you like. Yeah, leave a note. We'll pop back in and see if we can talk to Thyron. Okay. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be scheduled to work tomorrow, but, you know, obviously he's not here as often because he's doing his work of making copies. Yeah, scribing. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know what else to ask, so I'm going to go and reconvene with uh, Bryn and Elliot and get their thoughts and tell them what I've learned. I see you, and I feel like you just, like, nod at me, and I just walk out at the same time as you to go outside. Hey, have you guys heard about this Arthur guy? <laughs> He's like super cool. He's got a round table and a really Aye. sharp sword. Like I really want the sword. Okay. His name's Excalibur. Have the, you the have sword you? or the knight? The Who? sword. Sword. I thought his name was Arthur. The, the knight's Arthur. Arthur. The sword's Excalibur. I've heard this Aye. story before. I've heard this maybe one. maybe you need to listen. I what did, what do you find about the rook? Um, it's well out of our price range. Twenty five gold pieces oh. for the next copy. Cry me. They, so we're stealing it? Yes. I, I, I. <laughs> okay. That I, I think. Oh, wait. Arthur says be good. So okay, okay. maybe we don't steal it Let's yet. Let's see what other options we have first. I think we need to not have this conversation directly in front of the bookstore. Well, I, I'm not I, a thief, but I just feel like this is not the best idea. We're out. Our voices are We're mm. speaking in hushed tones and the nice. auditor. Mm. Is telling his Arthur story is all, all right. anyone hears. Why don't we head back to the inn? Were there any other books? They had other six other rare books. Um, Do you yeah. remember their titles? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no. Someone's uh, daughters. Someone's humble journeys. All right. I think we should just head back to the inn. Right. I don't think we need anything else here at the market. Well, let's. Should we stop in a tavern, get something to eat, and we'll tell? Yeah, talk we could. About yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to go somewhere to like have a conversation yes. and like work out our options. Do yes. you think I can sell my piccolo for twenty five gold? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you're maybe, allowed to resell. <laughs> maybe you can put a little an empty hat at your feet and play and squawk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Let's go to a, uh, what's tavern? What's the name of tavern? 
You find a little shop called Heath's Hot Drinks. Ooh. But then you also see that the word hot has like a couple of little like nails above it. And as it gets into the afternoon, you see that the innkeeper, the shopkeeper come out and he hangs up a sign that says cold on it. So now it's Heath's Cold Drinks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My type of place. (laughs) All right. Let's go in and get a table here at Heath's Hot Place. Yeah. So we just grab a table and. What are you guys going to get? Just like a pint or. Iced tea. They have fruit juices. Or spiked hot cocoa. I think it's the cold drinks. No, not the hot. Oh, sorry. It's afternoon. I'll take a chocolate milk. We have some iced. (laughs) We have some iced hot chocolate. Some iced chocolate. (laughs) Iced chocolate. Iced chocolate. I think it's called the frosty. Frosty. (laughs) Slushy. Please. You see a poor gnome back there just chuffing away. Like a cherry big gulp, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you guys get a couple of drinks, and there's tables. The same kind of magic effect happens when you enter this facility as the Reading Rainbow. As soon as you kind of cross that threshold, you can still hear the mumble jumble of the city streets and the market, but it dies down, so you actually can have conversation. Uh, we're gonna pick like a to- uh, table, like kind of in the corner-ish, not super conspicuous, but like you're gonna turn the lights down. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so here's what I found out. All right. They have a copy of Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. It costs 25 gold. I. Yeah, I know. They've got six other rare books that they're selling as well. 25 gold? I just don't understand what Matrius was thinking, taking us on this dang witch hunt. He, does, he knows we don't have this type of money. I know, I know. It, uh, apparently, they have a scribe that is copying all of these books for them. I, does that mean you think that there's, an, uh, there's a... I'm wondering if the scribe is putting the hex on all these books that he's copying. I wasn't even thinking that. But what <laughs> I was thinking was maybe there's an, another book in the box that he's writing it from. Maybe. Because he's not going to sell the one that he... So there's got to be like a book zero. He's maybe. probably not writing out of a cursed book. Well, how are we going to find out? I think we need to find you the think, scribe. I think we need to either find the scribe. Well, the scribe's supposed to come in tomorrow. Okay. I, I left a note for him. So we're going to hang out? Um, also, I'm just now I'm trying to think about all these things in our head because if we steal the book, they know your face, but they don't know Bryn. But then again, I just don't know. I think maybe we just go in and have a look around at night. Are we able to be stealthy? Or I can, well, there's I, no I, shop. It closes down. It disappears. Yeah, it disappears. Right. Well, let's go meet him on the road outside of town. We're just going to hit him on the head with a rock and steal his book. <laughs> How do you we'll know what's on here? We're just brainstorming here, okay? There's no that. such thing as a bad idea. There, I, well, <laughs> there's ideas. There's, there are. There's okay. some good ones. <laughs> My piccolo was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be bad ideas, but they're certainly not good ones. I think we need to get to that back book. The book that he's... We could always just ask him. Yeah. Maybe intimidate him. We well, could kidnap him. And then he can scribe our own book. Okay. I like where your head's at. Okay, Elliot. You were the one that was all good and good and holy, and now you're kidnapping and stealing. I'm just thinking here there's no bad ideas. <laughs> I should spitballing. Should we just return yeah. to the shop tomorrow when he's in? Maybe we can talk to him. Okay, so I mean, on the way the out, thing. we need a burlap sap, sack. We need a bag of holding is what we need. A we shovel him in it. and duct tape. All right, so... <laughs> duct tape? Duct tape. Why the and shovel? shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like... I... Bryn, wham! <laughs> I think you should just go practice your piccolo. Why don't you leave this up to us? All right. So here's another angle. Okay. We could always just 
kind of explain what's going on and say that we're on official business from Candlekeep and that we were sent here to collect samples on behalf of Candlekeep. I like that. And maybe we can come up with some sort of letter. Anyone good at forging? You're a rogue. I've, I've got a little experience. You got it, a yes. little. Yeah, yeah, maybe you can. I'm no expert, but I can whip something up. Whip up a, a letter or something and we can kind of go in and say we need to gather a couple of, a couple of things. Um, like the the original book or something like that. But they know my face now, so it's going to have to be you and Bryn that walk in there and tell this tale. Can how about this? Can we just go in, have two people like you guys go distract the keep, like the the shop workers, and then someone sneak in the back to see if the book's there. I I mean we can do that, but I don't really know there's a back. It's like a <laughs> I don't I don't think we're gonna get that other <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're gonna get that other shopkeeper to move either. He seems yeah. very intent and just sitting there. I think so. Maybe need... that's where the book is. I, I, and they I seemed just... very hesitant when I asked him about if they had any other copies in the I past of Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. Uh-huh. They the main shopkeep was very hesitant to answer my question until she got approval from the back shopkeep. Interesting. So are you sure that the back maybe the that is actually the scribe? Maybe the back shopkeep is. All right, I definitely think we go in and we're on the, I think we, that's our angle. We go and say in that we're from the Condal Keep, because we are from yes. the Condal Keep. Like, we're here on the business to figure this out, and maybe we need to get the original book. Yes. And maybe we can do a little uh, check for Arcana. We could, like, see if there's anything funky coming from the books in the case. Sounds good. All right. All right. Do you think they're going to want to help us? No. <laughs> if we say we're from the Candlekeep? Oh, well, I don't know what I their no motive. What are their motives for hexing these books? That's the question. Are they, are they even hexing them themselves? The Candlekeep? Yeah. Are they just a? Do you well, think I don't think they know that they're going there. They're just selling them to people. That's interesting. Okay, I like your plan. We'll return maybe to tomorrow morning. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe they. Maybe. I think there's always a reason for something. Yeah, but there are rare books. They're only the rarest of books, right, that have been hexed that all seem to end up at the candle keep. So maybe they are purposely like trying to get story. these monsters in candle keep. Yeah. So I don't I think we don't say that we're from candle keep. I don't know where we're from. What's we, our story? We are trying to start our own university. And we need the rarest of knowledges of, or, or broaden our knowledge of everything. And we're looking for the best. Let's, that, let's let them want to help us. Want, make them want knowledge. to give us books. Interesting. Because clearly they, maybe like they that. have something that they want from Candlekeep. So right. let's say that All we're right. somewhere else. So hold on a second. Maybe we go on another angle. We are from Candlekeep and we're here to collect some more books because we really like the books that they gave us. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yes. Okay. Make them want to give them. Make, to make them want, want to, to give, give us, us some more books because like we are heading directly back there. Yes. We are heading back there and we're on. Yes. And we're on a mission for more rare. The rarest of rare. The rarest yes. of rare. So we'll return tomorrow. You two can go in and do that. Do you want me to go in and talk to the scribe first and just see maybe I can scout the place out before you two go in what are you, are you gonna come back out and tell us yeah like i'll go in i'll <laughs> check it out yes, and i'll come back out okay. give okay. you the download and then you guys can head in so okay i'll play yeah. my piccolo and try to distract them how about you play <laughs> your piccolo on the corner <laughs> put your hat down maybe we'll get to silver maybe they'll just pay you to stop <laughs> that's what the sign can read pay me i'll stop go to the wealthy neighborhood only gold yeah, yeah. Nuisance. gold only only accepted gold Hey, Bryn's gonna walk out and like. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna go to the the wealthiest of the wealthiest part. <laughs> All right. So your guys' drinks were about six silver total, so two silver each. So not cheap, but also not extravagant. 
Well, all right. Let's return to the inn and come back tomorrow morning. Okay, so you're returning to the inn and coming back the next day yes. when the scribe is supposed to be working. Yes. Okay. And same thing. The food at the inn is not nearly as good as what you guys were just experiencing up in the wide, but it's also much more in your guys' price range. So it's kind of like, oh, it's really nice being up there, but also there's no way we can afford to do that yeah. long term. You guys have another nice evening. You don't have to use any hit dice because you guys did that last time. You didn't take any damage this time. So it's just a nice, peaceful. Next morning, you make your way back up. Make our way right to the CD section wide and then you'll notice that as you're walking to that section that all of the shops you kind of see some of the same shops but they're nowhere near the same spot that they were before okay in it actually is a probably pretty good setup that it just keeps shuffling the shops around so people that go to the wide really have to look around and peruse everything but you do know where you're going so it takes you maybe an hour and you're able to find amber dune bookstore same thing you have a guy out there reading Continuation, maybe this one is on a, a person named Lance a lot. All right. You two wait here around the corner. I'm going to head into this shop, just see if the scribe's there. I love it. Right. Sounds great. I get more of the story. So I'll walk in. When you walk in, you see that there is a younger gentleman that is behind the counter, and he is just reading a book while he's waiting for people to uh, ask him questions. Okay. Well, I'll go up and introduce myself. Hello, sir. Hello. My name's Gimbal. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah. My, my name's Thern. Thern. Oh, oh, you're the scribe. I was in here yesterday and they were telling me all about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the, uh, the guy that works with the books for yeah. this uh, organization. So what all do you do? Like, it's so interesting. Well, you know, if a book is broken, it needs to be repaired, I'll rebind it. And, um, you know, I can make copies of books. And, you know, that's kind of my role in this, uh, in this troupe. Oh, yeah? What's everyone else do? Well, we all have our parts. You saw that Roma outside is... Uh, reading to our customers and enticing people to come read the books and then Inbar was here yesterday she's just kind of more like quiet reserved and easy to talk to and um yeah. and then we got our our shopkeep behind me here Orvalda. she's uh kind of the brains of the operation and keeps our books for us and stuff like that We're just one little pack okay interesting how do you come across all these rare books? It's like blows my mind you have so many good ones. Oh, our former leader. And you see that she kind of gets a little sad. Yeah. Um, was a big book collector. And, you know, she uh, just really liked to. And then he gets kind of like kicked in the back of the knee from the person sitting behind him. He's like, oh, we just really like books. Oh, okay. okay. And we like to trade books and get books. And, you know, we want to collect books that we don't have, but we need to sell things in order to afford those books. Because as you know, books are quite expensive. Yeah, you're telling me. I'm looking for that one that you're charging 25 gold for. Yeah, that is a really good steal. It's crazy we can offer it so cheaply, but we also, you know, we, we want to raise those funds. And, um, you know, we have the ability to make copies of them. So you know, we figured it's a win-win for everybody. So I just, I'm going to just kind of roll for perception just to see if there's anyone else in the store besides these two. Sure. 13. You would see that there's other citizens that are perusing. No one is really looking at the rare collections books okay. at this point, but people are there to pick up you know, general stories. You'd notice that they have a lot of copies of uh, King Arthur and his trilogies, and you kind of get the sense like, oh, he's reading that book, so they have lots of copies of that book to try to pull people in to yeah. get that book. It's, it's the special. Yeah, maybe there's a, a specials table or something. All right, well, I, I don't think I'm going to gain much more, so I'm going to with Dubai and right. on my way and report back to them that what I've seen, that there's two people in there. What was your perception check when you rolled that? 13. Yeah, Can I help that's what him? you noticed. Well, his third time playing D&D. Sure, what do you want to do? 
Oh, you want to help him with some table tack? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, so Mike was leading you on to a couple of things. I, yeah. Okay, like, oh, it's so easy for us to make the books. We have to raise funds, and then somebody kicks the chair. So, like, those are, I think, all pieces of information you probably could ask a little bit more about. Okay. Like, Oh, raising funds for what are you guys trying to raise funds for? Oh, that's it's easy. I think copying a book is so hard. How do you do that? So I think he was he was giving he was dangling some information in front of you to try to like okay. get you to grab. Understand. So Understand. I think we can maybe play that out a little bit more. That's yeah. <laughs> you can bring that back out and then <clears throat> Yeah. You can bring that up as Elliot. Or we can back up if you want to back up. Yeah, let's back up. Okay. Okay. So you're still questioning them. Funds. That's interesting. What are you guys trying to raise funds for? Oh, well, it's, um, and he wants to talk about it. So he kind of like leans in a little closer so the person behind him can't hear. Um, a resurrection spell is quite expensive. So we, we really need to. Resurrection spell. Yes. Our, our f- and then the person behind him kicks him in the back again. <laughs> um, yeah, we just uh, need to support our lifestyles. Man, that's crazy. I, I I was just copying a book last week, and I might have only gotten through 10 pages over two days. How do you manage to copy these so quickly? I mean, it is mostly my full-time job. I just work here one day a week because I usually am just making copies of things. And um, you just get used to it after a while. You you know, you, you build up your arm strength, and you see like his fingers are like super <laughs> strong. <laughs> And uh, you start to know the stories by heart, and you can just write them down really quickly. You know the stories by heart. Yeah, most of the ones, especially these ones on King Arthur and uh, his round table. I love that series. I've written that so many times. I'm more interested in more of a rare one. How often have you you copied Mavrov's Mighty Digressions? Um, And then he starts to get a little bit nervous and twitchy, and he's like, oh, not that often. I don't really... No, copy no. that one too much. No, I mean, the rare books they don't really buy too. And he's—you could physically tell that he's getting um, a little bit nervous. And then the person that was kept kicking him behind like, puts his hand, her hand on her shoulder, and like sits him down. He's like, um, "What can I help you with?" Oh, I was just—I was looking for this Mavrov's Mighty Digressions. You know, yes, we have it over here in the case. Yeah, I was here yesterday, and it—I I just don't have twenty-five gold. That's oh, my well, problem. I mean, unfortunately, we can't go any lower than that because we need to, you know, get the money's worth out of the books. But once you get 25 gold, we'll be happy to give you it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to work on that then. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know it's expensive, but it's also very cheap for this rarity of a book. Is it? Well, I was just told another one just came through here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I guess. Doesn't seem that rare. Well, it's rare as in it's hard to find it other than our shop. Only at your shop, huh? Well, you could find it at other shops, but they're going to charge an arm and a leg for it. You're not going to find a cheaper price than here. No. How do you manage? How do you manage such low prices? Oh well, we uh, are able to, and she's starting to get a little bit nervous. And uh, I don't. We just uh, are good at our jobs and finding books and uh, being able to sell them. Okay. This is the hardest part. Hearing it, not being it. able to be involved <laughs> in it, and that yeah, and then yeah. And then, like, part. and then, like, when he recaps, being like, "Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't figure uh-huh. out anything." Okay, what else? <laughs> yeah. And then if he forgets to tell you, yeah, like, you like yeah, try yeah. to draw yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah, that's called metagame. You're doing really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and I'm I'm coming to roadblocks with this. I don't yeah. know. Go I don't ahead. know how else to go on, but well, I think that, it's because they're trying. I to think roadblock. it's purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm. 
you can go ahead and roll a charisma check if you're trying to break through it. You know, like, because the role playing sometimes hard to be like, oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, so if you ever get to that point, you could be like, oh, I really want to roll a charisma check or a persuasion check or something like that. Well, let's roll a charisma check. All right. Maybe per- persuasion. Persuasion. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty <gasps> 20. Cool. Woo! And that's the idea of the skills. <laughs> And so for D&D sake, that's the idea of the skills. Like, yeah, it's fun to role play and everything, but certain times you get to a point where you're like, oh, my character would physically be better at this than I am. Yes. Yeah. Like breaking into a house, for example. I wouldn't know how to do that, but a rogue is going to know how to, you to know To be what fair, I mean? you're like, pretty yeah. good at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got a, a dirty 20. Yep. The head lady that was behind the counter would start getting quite nervous about you asking questions, but you're also not being overly ag- aggressive. Yes. So she's not going to like call the guards or anything, but she's going to lean in and say, I really, I can't talk more about this in the market, but if you want, we can maybe have a conversation back at our office. I love that. I think that's a great idea. Okay. Maybe um, later this evening can do that. And then she's going to scribble down an address for you yep. on a piece of parchment. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, I look forward to meeting you later today. Okay. So I'll quickly make my way back to Brendan Elliott and give him the rundown of what we all just discussed. So I... Okay, you guys. I, I think I made some progress, and I think it might change our plans. All right. You tell me. Um, do, 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 should we talk here or should we talk somewhere else? We can. Let's go around the corner. All right. I don't want to pay for another expensive drink here. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, I agree. Okay. Okay. What'd you hear? All right. So apparently they, they're making their own copies of the books. They're selling them cheaper than anywhere else. I asked them you know, what they're raising funds for because you know, the guy let it slip to raising funds. And apparently they're trying to resurrect, pay for a resurrection spell. Interesting. And he keeps talking about their old boss that has died. So I'm guessing that that's who they're trying to resurrect. Huh? Um, Those are very expensive. And then I finally got a hold of the... Uh, the, the head lady. I think she's kind of running the show back there. Interesting. And she actually gave me a dress to meet them later today because she was getting very uncomfortable. Well, lad, you did it! And he's going to, like, smack you across the back. All right. Oh, except <laughs> I forgot you're very small. Yeah. <laughs> and he flies I just kind of fall over yeah. and pick myself up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was very charismatic of you. So we're meeting later today before the curfew stood, what, like, seven? She would have given you the address to their office outside of curfew areas. Yep. So basically, the address that you got would have been in what is called Black Gate, which is outside the city walls. So you guys are staying basically on the outside of that because you're outside of town. Okay. So the way Boulder's Gate is kind of situated, you have your roads coming in where you're going to have some inns for all like the travelers. And then you're going to have the first city, which would be called Black Gate, which is outside the city walls, which is not as nice. It's more the commoners section. And then you'd have the city walls where you would have the exquisite place with okay. the wealthy and okay. like that. So the idea is if there was an attack on Boulder's Gate, wealthy are going to be fine. They're behind yeah. the city walls. And yep. then the commoners are going to be... Sacrifice know. the poor. Yep, exactly. So. Okay. So let's make our way... What do you guys think? Should we just make our way to Black Gate and maybe observe, observe their offices or see what we can find out there? Or do you want to continue with your plan to be candle keep? No, I think... I think we've stumbled on a new plan. Okay. I agree. Okay. I think we should just head there and just maybe and find wait. a spot to hang out. Yeah, and wait. Very right. good. We're okay. off to Blackgate. So you guys are going to Blackgate ahead of time, just kind of, uh, are you going to try to find the location of that? Um, yeah, make sure we know where we're going. So yeah, we but don't we don't want to be them. like standing there when they get there. <laughs> no, so like we want to like, like, 
Yeah, dry run. Yeah, yeah there, dry may, run and maybe see if there's like a pub or something across like across the, the street. Yeah. yeah, so we can observe Down it, but not down the block. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think we would probably like get a good like walk around a bit, like check mm-hmm. out where we're going, just so we're like kind a, of aware of the situation. Yeah, get a feel. Of, yeah, and yeah. get a feel of like route. what's going on around here. Is there someone? What's the vibe? Yeah, and it, like, is there like a monument to somebody? That oh. they would might want to re- resurrect, so we know who they're trying to oh, resurrect. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you guys are kind yeah. of walking around Black Gate. The outer city is home of Boulder's Gate's poorest inhabitants, who live in ramshackle huts and flimsy tents. A stark contrast to the decadence of the upper city. And you also find some merchant stalls, and these are going to be the ones that are very, you know, like secondhand or broken and repaired type atmospheres. And some of them, you know, are just more illicit and illegal type of sales that weren't able to get into the upper city. Okay. So the upper city, part of the reason they do the close everything down is so that they can wash all the city streets down and keep it nice and clean and pristine. Whereas the outer city of Blackgate is pretty much you smell like the horse stables and other beasts of burden and, you know. So we fit right in. Yeah, you guys fit right in. smell fantastic. (laughs) But as you guys are walking around Blackgate, you hear a, there they are. They're the ones that killed my rats. And turning the corner, you see a guy that looks kind of familiar to uh, Dr. Lion. (laughs) That's going to be good. Looks very humanoid, but he has fur all around him. And go ahead and roll a history check now that you guys all see this uh, figure. One. Eleven. Ten. None of you guys are sure what this is, <laughs> um, but you see that he is a humanoid in that he's standing on two legs, has arms, legs, and a head, but his head's more pointy and rat-like, okay. and he's got fur kind of covering his body. And standing in front of him are two thugs, and he's like, they are going to pay for killing my rats. I Go ahead and roll for initiative. I before Can I try to talk to him before we do that? Yes, you can. We're going to do an initiative just so we get an idea of... I have 15. I have 21. 11. The thugs that are in front of this gentleman got a 15, and the gentleman behind them got an 18. Bren might regret this, but she might try to persuade, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You attacked us. Yes. The attack happened on us, not on... We did not want to kill your rats. They attacked us. Yeah, and you should have just laid over and gave us your stuff. But no, you attacked and killed them. Get them, boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's Bryn. So you have an okay. action. You spoke, so now you have an action. Okay. How far away are they? At this point, you guys are like in an alleyway. So we're going to say it's pretty close quarters. I don't know why like the sharks and the jets just like popped in my head. <laughs> like. Oh, from, from West Side, Side Story. Story yeah. Like, I feel like they're, yeah, they're like Another snapping towards <laughs> us. And I feel like. Someone's flipping out a switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> Got like a, a chair leg. Like a rumble is going to happen in this back okay. alley. So Bryn's going to pull out her longbow and take a shot. Seven. Which one are you aiming at? The um, two gentlemen in front of him or the captain behind them? Let's try the captain behind him. All right. What was the roll? Seven. <laughs> I don't think it matters who you're aiming I'm for. Not, yeah, I don't. Matter, yeah. <laughs> um, you are on your way to hit him and he like has his sword already out and he's able to hit the arrow out of the way. Okay. I don't know who's next. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking something up for my it's the captain. The captain. So the captain is going to say, nice try. And he's going to pull out a crossbow instead. It's like you might need something a little bit fancier. And he's going to shoot a crossbow at Bryn. But he also is not a good shot this close quarter. So he got a six. 
Perfect. Right. Did not hit. <laughs> now the thugs are up. Go ahead and roll a perception check to see if you hear what they are saying. One. <laughs> um, 17. 17. Dr. Lyon. I'm so sorry. I'm looking for something. Okay. Uh, 22. The gnome, you're you're just so much shorter that you didn't hear because they were turning. I don't know how that works, but whatever. Right. Um, the other two hear the thug. One of the thugs look at him and say, and you, you promise you're going to turn us into a, a were-rat if we kill them? Okay, sounds great. And then they're going to close in and attack Elliot. One of them is going to. And so it brings out its mace, attacks you twice. Okay. Uh, a 16 and a 22. Oh, they both hit. All right. You take 12 bludgeoning damage total. Whoa. The other one is going to attack the uh, one that's shooting at his new boss. Uh, 18 and 19 to hit. Yeah, both. Uh, for 10 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> this would have killed me. <laughs> Both of them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily you guys have some healers in your spell. Yeah. <laughs> in your group. Hate that- to tell you, but I'm using it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us up to... Biggie, it's my turn. I'm going to shapeshift into a lion. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Dr. Lion's back. I love I this move. <laughs> I, well, I, was, I was looking I can, up. I can see Gimbal and Brian going, Dr. <laughs> lion. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking to see if there's something other than a lion, but... I like the lion so far. Okay, so technically that's my bonus action. So then I get uh, an actual action. So where are we? Is there anyone 20 feet away? Uh, the captain would be probably 20 feet away because no, he the, sent his thugs in. The but things giving us damage are in melee with us? Correct there. All right. I'm going to claw one. You're going to use your pack because we're all together. Yep. I'm going to yeah. use pack tactics. Actually, I'm going to bite him. 24. Uh, hits. A, ooh, eight and three is what? 15. 11. Yeah, that sounds good. We can make it 15. It's 15. Fine. <laughs> I got 11. Uh, that's I only have one attack, though. All right. I am going to use my sneak attack and go after the same thug that Dr. Lion has attacked. Okay. Sounds good. Natty 20. Ooh, <laughs> nice. This guy's going to go down. Right. Nice, right, sucker. So you remember how to do this? All right, so let me say it out loud to make sure. I, yep. So I was attacking with my rapier. So it's max damage, which was 1d8 plus dexterity. Um, so that's a 10 plus the sneak attack would have been max of 6. So that's 16 automatically. Yep. And now you just and roll. And roll. Like you normally would. Good job. Nine plus... Two, 11. So 27 total. So this guy comes charging in, attacks a druid, feels really good about the solid hit he got in it, and then the druid turns into a lion and bites him. <laughs> and he's like, what the heck's going on? And it's like holding onto his arm. And then what do you do? How do you kill this gentleman? I draw my rapier and I sneak in while he's looking at his wounds that the lion just gave him. And I just quick stab right underneath the rib cage into the heart. And he uh, falls down, and you notice the captain takes a couple of steps back. And he's like, uh, okay, that's, uh, keep pressing on, gentlemen, <laughs> sir. Gentle keep man. pressing on, man. <laughs> You're in the thick of it now. You've got this. I think that brings us up to Bryn. Yep. Yeah, it's Bryn. <laughs> Bryn needs to heal herself, because if she takes three more, she's done. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, so I'm going to cast the Cure Wounds spell, and it's a creature you touch, which is myself, or gains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Yep, so your modifier is wisdom-based, so it's going to be your wisdom modifier plus your proficiency. So your modifier plus three. Okay, so 
So seven. Yep, so you get seven hit points back. And I can't remember if Cure Wounds is a bonus action or an action. It's an action. It's an action. So you still have a bonus action if you uh, have any bonus actions. I don't think she has I don't think I do either. Not at second level. You do have a move if you want to move, but they will get an attack of opportunity if you do move. I won't move. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's now the captain's turn. Captain sees the biggest threat as probably the little nimble rogue meaning that the rogue just uh, did a massive one-shot on this. It's hired help. So. I should have used my bonus action to hide. <laughs> that would have helped, yeah. <laughs> and then so he's going to uh, pull up his crossbow, and he, like, cocks it back and fires away. Uh, a 21 to hit, I assume hits. That does. Uh, six piercing damage. And then he's going to take a couple more steps back down the alleyway. So think of it, like, you know, 10 feet wide. You guys are in this alleyway and i imagine there's barrels or boxes or crates you know things yep exactly and he's putting some distance because he's using quote-unquote ranged weapons that's why he's getting distance between himself and this uh disaster that's happening in front of him (laughs) (laughs) uh the other thug um he does not know what to do but he's going to try to position himself so that he's got a little bit more cover so i'm going to say he kind of gets behind a barrel a little bit and then he's going to pull out his crossbow as well and he's going to shoot at probably he wouldn't i don't think he'd switch targets so he is disengaging from you so if you want you can take a uh attack of opportunity since he's kind of backing out of melee so how it works is if you're backing out of melee you're kind of quote-unquote turning to run mm-hmm. so okay. it gives the, your opponent a chance to do like a quick swing at you yeah so i could swing at him with my short sword yep exactly okay i'm gonna do that so nine nine misses nice. oh right now okay yeah, so he turns and he sees that his person that hired him is kind of making some distance so he's like that's probably a smart idea so he's hides behind like a barrel and shoots out his crossbow at you uh, it's a 21 to hit and he does you three damage okay and that is it for my thugs all right, it's Big E's turn. Um, so the lion is gonna attack the thug, uh, the thug again. Um, we're gonna do another bite that worked out well last time. And pack tactics, I pack tactics is if he's within five feet of an ally, right? Well, I'm right, still right next to him. He's that's says, why he backed away. The lion oh. has advantage on an attack roll against a creature if at least one of the lion's allies is within five feet of the creature. Yeah, which is not the case anymore because he's backed away to get distance. Okay. But you can probably pounce, right? Is he 20 Are they feet away? 20 feet? He's not 20 feet. Okay, that's right. So I'm just going to go up. I rolled, the first time I rolled, I rolled a nine. Um, and five is 14. Yep, that hits. Perfect. Seven damage. Take a nice big bite of this nasty rat. I spit it out. Right. Yet it's not to- a rat. It's a thug. It's a human being. Soon to oh, be. Soon sorry, to be. I thought- oh, wait, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they were rats trying to be were rats. Thugs trying to become were rats. That's gross. No, everyone has their dream. Okay. <laughs> you would know probably just because of the fantasy world that were rats are more powerful. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Kind of like a werewolf is stronger than both a man and a wolf. Okay. Same same concept. So it's like this is like kind of like the thug kind of trying to gain more power. Yeah. Okay. He's trying to level up. He's trying to level up. He's trying to live his life and, you know. Uh, is, is that all Elliot's That's turn? all the lion can do. Okay. I'm going to move closer up towards Bryn. So that's, what, about 10 feet? And then pull yep. out my short bow and try and uh, fire an arrow at him. He is harder to see for an arrow because he's got a lion on one side attacking him. 
but he was also standing behind the barrel. So you are still welcome to shoot because you can still see like his top half. Am I able? Am I able to close that whole distance? Is that was that twenty five feet or? I, I guess I didn't know if I was close enough. I would say gimbal would be tricky for you. Okay. Because of two reasons. One, if you run straight at him, you're going to be running at a barrel. Yeah. And you are a gnome. Okay. So you'd have to like climb up on the barrel to hit him, which yes. would take some of your movement. And then next to him, you have a lion that's moving around, clawing stuff. So you'd have to run around the lion. Okay. You know what I mean? So can we be like badass and have him be like, Bryn, shoot me up. And I can like put my hands out and like throw him and up I, in the air. I, well, let's see if I get it. Yes. Let's see if I get a natty 20 here and we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm describing is a, yeah. ga- a feature in the game called partial cover. Okay. So what this thug did is he got behind something. So you can only see his top half. Yeah. So you, he gets a plus two to his armor class because you have less of a target to hit. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that a headshot like, standard thing? If you if you're in partial cover, you get plus two. Yep. So partial cover is plus two. Three oh. quarters cover is plus five, and then full cover is you can't be you hit can't, by yeah yeah can't be hit by ranged weapons. You okay. have to physically like go yeah, up to him and get around the cover. I guess every time we've played, I've always just had full coverage. Yeah, because you always hide behind things. I, yeah. Oh, but now I like this. Yeah, that's good to know. That is good to know. That's yeah, so why I'm trying to introduce yeah, things. I appreciate yeah, it. Really yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That'd All be right. good for the. We should bring that up on the podcast. Okay, probably should. All right. Then I'm going to go with my original plan. It's just get a little closer and fire that short bow and right. aim for their eye. <laughs> aim for the Ooh, part shot. you can see. Yeah. yeah. Right or left. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let's see. 21. Yeah, that still nice. hits. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Cover doesn't really matter for him with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was with the short bow. Six damage. Thug is looking a little bloodied, but not like he still has strength in him. Like you'd still be uh, dangerous to be right yeah. up next to. Him. So I think that brings Brent. us to Brent Gimbal standing next to you now. Where's the captain? Like, can I see the captain? Can I try to shoot a longbow to the captain? Yeah, you can try to shoot. You have a longbow, so it has better range than the crossbows. So he's okay. staying within range of his crossbow while he's backing up. So yeah, you he'd be in okay. range for you. I'm gonna try to shoot him with the longbow because it, you know, I see like Gimbal and the line are closer to the. They can probably okay. take him out. Also, you'll probably need to step out, you know, like to the side so you can get a better. Get better. Yeah, so I will do that. I'll, I'll arrange myself so I have a better shot with a 19. That's going to hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so go ahead and roll your damage. Eight. Nice. Eight plus your dexterity. You are plus my it. Yeah, which is three, so 11. All right. What, so what? this guy takes a strong shot in the shoulder and kind of whimpers a little bit and hides down behind some barrels. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master. I really hope you're enjoying this one shot. If you're enjoying the content, please share it with your friends. Let them know about this exciting podcast. And then also make sure to check out our actual podcast, Carriage Rest Tales. You can find Carriage Rest Tales on any of the podcast platforms or on the website where you're listening to this episode as well. In addition, if you are enjoying the podcast, please consider giving us a five-star review. That's going to increase our visibility and hopefully get us out there in front of more listeners. And without further ado, let's continue the episode. All right, so it's the captain's turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Captain is going to kind of cherry pick his way back to another set of barrels, and he's going to crouch behind it and just like rest his crossbow on top of it. So he's going to have three quarters cover. And his main threat right now is Bryn, because she's the one that is able to actually still reach him with an attack. So he's going to attack at 
Grin with his crossbow. Uh, 14 to hit? Nope. All right. And so it like, aims a little wide, and then you see him start trying to start loading up his next round. The thug is kind of in a panic at this point because he wants to turn and run, but he also has a lion that is right there next to him. So he knows as soon as he turns his back, he's going to just get pounced on. Yeah. Um, so he's just going to try to take out that issue first. So he's going to do a multi-attack on the lion next to him. That's me. And 11. Misses. Uh, 20. Hits. So you take six bludgeoning damage from their mace. I think it's kind of fitting that the captain keeps, keeps missing because he's such a coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's not good. <laughs> and that brings us up to... Well, that's my turn. I will close the rest of the distance and trying to get into melee and attack with my rapier. All right, so question. Are you going to climb up on the barrel that's in front of him, or are you going to run around the lion? I'm going you to can cl- do either. I'm going so. to climb up on the barrel. Okay, so you climb up on the barrel and swing away. 11. 11 meets because he doesn't have his cover Woo-hoo! anymore. 10. Okay, you also get sneak attack because you have an ally within Thank you for reminding feet of me. Yep. Oh, Edwin, that's another uh, six. All right. You so thought it 16. was a nine, didn't you? Well, no, I knew it was I a know, six. I was more thinking. That's weird. The nine shouldn't show up on that dice. I was more thinking. I just rolled the max allowed. Yeah, I, you just, I you just, maxed them yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Max damage on your uh, your normal attack there. Nicely done. So 16 damage. Thug falls to one knee and says like, mercy, mercy. It's up to you guys. If you want to give it to him, that's what he's asking for. Um, next on the list is... Biggie. Um, like the lion's going to gonna turn away from the thug and um, attack the captain. So is he 20 feet away? The captain is at this point... Let me, show you, let me look at his oh, It's at least 20 feet. Yeah, he's at least 20 feet. I'm just trying to give you an estimate how far he actually is. His crossbow, the range is 30 feet, but he's been missing. So I'm going to say that's because he was outside of his range a little bit. So I'm going to say he's about 45 feet away. Perfect. My speed's 50. So I'm going to... That's fine. I assumed it still was. I just wanted to... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pounce on the lion. So let's see if I hit him. Pounce on the captain. On the were rat. Also the captain. Yeah, nine you missed because he's standing behind those barrels. Okay. So, like, you landed on the barrels. Yeah. But you did successfully pin his uh, crossbow down because you're okay. standing, like, on his crossbow because he was resting it on the barrels. Okay, great. Nice. It's Brent's turn. Right. Okay. So, the lion is on top of the crossbow. I probably can't see the captain. I'd say the captain is full cover from you right now, yeah. Okay. So, he's... Pro- he's okay. Well, um, I'll, I'll just move closer to probably Gimbal. Like, okay. right... Like just just in case the thug tries to do something or the captain, but I can't really. You want to take him up on his mercy? I don't know. Maybe I'll just hold my short sword and kind of debate what we do. Keep like him. like we'll keep him pinned down. Um, I'd like to question this guy. Yeah, but I don't think Bryn's gonna do anything because she doesn't want to shoot the lion either, and it she seems to have you a good the lion? <laughs> right. She seem yeah. Oh, that's he, how that works. Yeah, yes, that's how that works. <laughs> no friendly fire. Okay. No friendly fire. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and Elliot's got the crossbow down, so. Uh, Captain. All right, Captain is going to ignore his crossbow and run fleeing. So you get an attack of opportunity as he's running away. Okay, uh, I'm going to attack. Uh, 14. Yep, that hits. Ooh, 8, uh, 11 damage. And he's going to take that 11 damage, but he's going to move his max distance plus his uh he's going to use his action to take dash so he can move a total of 60 feet to try to get you know he's just arms flailing oh my gosh <laughs> yep. how many feet did he go 
He went 30 feet for his movement, uh-huh. and then instead of attacking, he's using his action to do dash, okay. which lets him move another movement, so 30 feet. So, so he's moved 60 feet total. Okay, that's what dash is, because I, I have that as a vote. Yeah, so yeah. rogues get it as a bonus action. Yeah. So you, as a rogue, can technically move very far, because yeah. you can take a move. I think you can only take the dash action or... As a, I don't think you can take dash twice, so. Yeah, it, it yeah, gives it's you, a bonus action. Yep. Dash, hide, or disengage. Yeah, and the idea is for that, the rogue can come in, attack something, and then run away. Yeah. All right, it's the thug's turn. All right, the thug is now seeing that the cat has ran away, that he was really, really nervous about, is going to use his mace to kind of hit your sword so it's not pointing directly at him. And he's just gonna push the gnome over because <laughs> you're standing on those uh, you're standing on those barrels. Then he's gonna try to run away. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like you see, is this opportunity that the really fast cat's not here anymore. So he's like, ah. So you see him like just use his mace to hit your sword out of the way, and then he just drops his mace because he wants as light as possible, and he just pushes the rogue and tries to run away. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give you guys both an attack of opportunity at disadvantage if you want to take it. Do it. I'd like to capture him. I don't want to kill him. I mean, at this point, <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you guys. But I don't, th- I don't see a way that we're going to be able to capture him. So, can our attack be to grab him? Sure, you can try to pin him down. Okay, do you want to try to pin I him can't down? I can't pin him down. <laughs> I love that you know your size. <laughs> I'm two foot four. What am I doing? My, what am I doing? Okay, I can grab a hold of his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> his dead weight. <laughs> uh, Would you rather the thug or the captain? First, we're going to have Gimbal do a dexterity saving throw. You can have advantage because you are a rogue. First one is eight. Second one is six. Okay. So Gimbal, as this guy's action, was pushing Gimbal. So Gimbal does fall off the barrel. You don't have to take any damage. You just fall on your back on the other side of a barrel. And then, so I guess he's not going to attack of opportunity. Bryn, you would, though, if you want to take it. A little... A little part of me wants to just go after the captain. I don't know if the thug is anything at all. I don't know if you're going to catch the captain. I have a long bow. Go for it. With a 80 foot, right? Or 120? 120, yeah. Go for it. But wait, is her attack of opportunity, she can't shoot the captain. You can yeah. only attack oh, the thug. Only, well, I might as well attack the thug then. So that was seven. Seven plus your stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's seven plus five. So 12. 12. 12 hits him. Okay. Four plus right. dexterity, three, seven. So you're able to slash him as he tries to run away from you, and then he also falls, perished. Sorry, Gimbal. It's okay. Well, you guys had a good intention. He just uh, he ran away. Yeah, he tried. To, he thought he had a he thought he had an opportunity there. He didn't. All right. <laughs> you don't need any more wear rats. It's Big E's turn, and um, he's going after the captain. He's over this BS. So I can go. I can go fifty feet. Okay, he went 60. He went 60. So 50 feet is your movement. Uh-huh. So you can take the dash as your action, but then you won't be able to attack. But I can do a running leap. With a 10-foot running start, the lion can long jump up to 25 feet. Sounds like you can make it. Yep. So <laughs> if I run and then leap, I can leap on top of him yep. and pin him to the ground. Is that what you're going for? That's what I want to do. Can I also attack or no? I don't know how running leap works. I doesn't say. We could just say you can. And then I'll look it up later. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'm going to do it. Well, I got a nine. All right, so you tried. You but pinned I, him. But I pinned him down, but I got him down. Yep. Okay. Who's up now? Okay, I'm going to move my 25 feet closer to the captain and use my short bow. Okay. The what? lion's on top of the captain. 
And what's your range on the short bow? So well, is this what I looked up? It said 80 320 two handed. Okay, yeah. So what that is two handed weapon. Yeah. And eighty means you can shoot with just normal within eighty feet. But then between eighty one feet and three hundred and twenty feet, you can still make that distance, but it's at disadvantage because okay. they're so far away. Understood. All right. Um, well, with the lion covering him, I'm probably just going to use dash and co- cover 50 feet and get a little so closer. get a little bit closer. I think math-wise, they're still about 50 feet from you. We're trying to keep up. Okay. They're just very fast. My, li- my little legs can only carry me so <laughs> my far. My little legs. <laughs> uh, okay, it's Brent's turn. Can I see if anything's on the thug before, or can I just like check out the thug you can loot it's called looting i want to loot the thug looting's really cool so when somebody's like incapacitated or dead you can like basically you go through their pockets you could take their weapons you could take their clothes if you want their okay. boots you would find just a couple of silver on the guy and he has his mace that he had dropped when he tried to flee but that's really all about all that he's got on him okay you going to the other one yeah i'll go to the other one can i go to the other one with the same one yeah okay i'll I'm go to just- the other one too so you'd find the same thing, a couple of silver and maybe a grocery list. Oh. Stuff oh. to pick up on the way home. Okay. Interesting. It's very scribbled. It's kind of like he's not super literate. <laughs> it's it's like a, a picture, picture of a bread and fish. <laughs> <laughs> picture of a broccoli stock. <laughs> so a kumquat is probably not so on his list. He's, he's illiterate, but he has fantastic drawing ability. <laughs> yeah, he's an artist, really, at heart. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, he couldn't pay for art school, so he had to become a thug. Yeah, exactly. selling with the wrong crowd. Okay. Yeah, poor guy. May he rest in peace. <laughs> I true. I choose to believe in all D and D things that people don't really die. They just like are like they just haven't done their death saves yet. So when you leave, leave they just yeah. get back they up. all come, but then they choose a better life for themselves. <laughs> like, uh, it's the captain's turn. Captain is going to try to. Fight and flee. You can do competing strength checks. I got an eight. I got a 16. Yep, he's not able to run away. All right, it's uh, the lion's turn. The lion is just going to like, has him pinned down and wants to just really intimidate him. So we're going to give him a bite mark, um, but we're really going to like put his arm, like the arm on him and like, <gasps> in his face, like drooling and just letting his like, just like really just like scare him. Yeah, like okay. showing his teeth. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like I can kill you. Like I can kill you right now, but I am choosing not to kill you type of a thing. Yep, you definitely sense that he is uh, not trying to flee anymore. Yeah. And by the time Gimbal catches up to you, you guys are able to use some rope and maybe tie his hands up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to come out of Lion. Okay, sounds good. What are you guys going to try to... Uh, Could we roll for intimidation or... In- you can roll intimidation if you want as you're questioning him. Yeah, probably in a more aggressive you know, standpoint. I got a Gimbal super I aggressive. rolled a one. Oh. <laughs> and I Gimbal's not very intimidating. <laughs> Gimbal comes up there with his little arms and listen, mister. Listen here, you. Listen here. You and your rats just stay away. And then meanwhile, there's a big lion on top of yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a... Yeah, I got like a, a 24... So I picture like him coming out of this, out of this lion, and he's just like, "Are oh, there, lad? Are we about to done? Are we about to done with this? Is there a second time we've had encounters with you? You think seeing the big scary lion once would be enough?" He doesn't really have much to say in response. Kind of scared of you. Yeah, and I didn't think you'd have much to say. So here's the thing: you see us, you go the other way. Do you understand? Yes, I'll leave you guys alone. We're gonna give your life back today. Those other two, they don't have that option. 
Just remember that. Also remember, there are people out there that are a lot stronger than us. So you should really find yourself a new line of job here. Now go. And he's like, ha! Adam. <laughs> but now he's Brin's not in screaming in the background. Check for gold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we loot him while we have him tied up? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. We yeah, we're looting him. Gold and Yeah, all he probably things. has uh, probably two gold on him. Cool. All right, 23 I mean, more to it, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like just solid two gold pieces, but in, in, in general. general. Yeah. yeah. We like take a little baggie full of money from him. Yeah, yep. we're taking that. A little that. coin purse. Anything else on him? Um, He dropped his crossbow already. He probably has a, a sword that you probably would take as well, if, or at least not let him have. Yeah. It's yeah, up yeah. to you. Yeah, we'll take his weapons. Yeah. Oh, Princess, take his weapons. Yeah. How many weapons? <laughs> You're like sorting through pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we carry these weapons with us? Like, is there a max? The game uh -huh. question is there a max number of weapons that we there can carry? There would be. I try not to worry too much in inventory. I used to do something where you had nine slots to carry, like, armor, weapons, shield, okay. like that type of larger object, but we kind of stopped tracking yeah. it. Yeah. It's one of those things if you can make it work. Okay. Like now you can't have an armory with you, like anything yes. in reason. But yes. if you pick up an extra sword or a dagger, like we all have kind of adventuring packs with us. Oh. So backpack situation. The idea that I am seeing on this one is you guys could probably loot those weapons and then you could probably sell them. Mm -hmm. Oh. You know, because you're at a market, you're in kind yeah. of the Brilliant. shady area. So instead of saying you have to carry these mace and short shirt around with you, you can decide if you want to switch to that or you can um, yeah, I think sell we, the excess. Yeah, I think we'd pick up the, the short bow, the mace, the swords, and, and then, yeah, try Crossbow. to sell them. Crossbow. It was a crossbow, a sword, yeah. and two maces. Yeah, I would assume they have some sort of a pawn shop, right? Like a, like an armory situation and go in and trade in weapons for yep. this. Yeah. yeah so we'll say that. you guys probably get another gold and a half. Perfect. So I just see Bryn watching like Gimbal with his sword tucked into his like just like this little like side pocket in his ankle and it's uh -huh. like shot like past <laughs> him. <laughs> 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 But he's like so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I was just seeing, I was looking to see if I wanted to maybe sell my short bow and take his crossbow instead, but I think it's going to be too heavy for him. He has a strength requirement for yeah. the crossbows, which I don't think would fit well with a rogue. And yeah. generally, I would assume in these situations, bandits don't have like the best weapons. Yeah. So generally, like adventurers have better things. Okay. 22 so we, gold to go. Let him, yeah, 21 and a half. <laughs> so I feel like at this time, is it about time to go meet our our yeah, I would say, yeah, our, yeah let's circle back to the office and yeah. see if our friends are there so we can figure out what's going on. You guys are outside. You haven't entering the building yet. Uh all right. Well, that was a fun scrap there, wasn't it? <laughs> uh un unexpected and unwelcome pleasure. I, I do guess. agree. Brian, great job. I feel like your arrows are really just They were on point today. They were very they were. on point today. <laughs> All right, so do we want to, how do we want to play this? Are you just going in yourself and are we going all in together? Do you want me to be a house cat? What do you want to do? I think we should all go in together. Um, we won't strength be intimidating. Strength numbers, yes. They, they'll, they'll have multiple of them because there's multiple people all in right. our office. Yeah. So. Okay. Or maybe you guys can stay back, you know, 10 feet or something while I talk. And I think you're absolutely, you've you've created the relationship with these people. So yeah. I think it's the all the speaking's on you. Yes. I agree. If you have any questions or you need any help, just, you know, give us a nudge or something. We're here. Will do. You guys listen in and chime in. Absolutely. In front of you, you're seeing a really worn down kind of hovel of a, a building. It doesn't have any windows on it, but you see that there are lots of, like, cracks in the, the wards that light's coming through. And there's a front door that looks a little, like, kind of broken, but it's, okay. it's a door. I'll sl slowly approach the door and kind of gently push it. Hello? 
anyone here. And as you enter into the building, you will see that there are seven mismatched chairs are scattered around this homely common room. A couple of mugs and plates are sitting in a small circular table as you center into the space and a tattered and faded rug decorates the wooden floor. As you enter saying, hello, hello, you see that there are two people that come in from the kitchen, which is next to it. One of them is a person that is just a normal looking person. They're holding a frying pan and like a wooden spoon. And then the other person is a kind of what you saw with the cap did. They're a humanoid form, but they have a lot of fur on them and their ears are really pointed. And neither of these people are who I talked to previously, correct? Neither of the people. Well, Thyron is the, uh, the human with the spoon and okay. Yep, exactly. Brent under her breath whispers Liberty. Because there's seven <laughs> chairs. Oh, <laughs> Liberty, seven chairs. That's funny. Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just shudders as she says it. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, now I'm afraid to sit in a chair. Um, Thyron. Hi. Oh, hi. How are we doing? Uh, it's pretty good. It's almost time for dinner. Were you guys going to eat with us or? Yeah. Well, I mean, no need to eat. I'm more interested in, first off, my companions. Here's Bryn and Elliot and I kind of. I tap of the night to you. Oh, hello. This is Thyron. He was the scribe at the bookshop. Ah, oh, pleasure. The talented one. Yes. Uh, Corvala said you were going to come chat with her. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting her. She said she'd, uh, had, we were going to discuss some books. Okay. She had some ideas is it all of you or just who's going to talk to her i mean they're my friends we were gonna stay together i'm, I'm sure that's fine okay sounds good i guess just come with me and the guy that looks kind of like a hybrid human you kind of get like a dog type feel to him he is a little bit more wary of you guys he doesn't hold his weapons but you see that his hands are resting like on some scimitars that are by his side and he's just going to kind of stay back and follow your party but thyron will lead you through the rest of this facility okay he turns and walks towards a door on the end and knocks politely and then in a second you hear a come in and he waits to let you guys walk into the room by yourselves and in that room, you see the shopkeeper, or okay. I guess Gimba would see the shopkeeper since I think you're the only person that interacted with her. Yes. But she was the one that was behind the desk that was taking the books. Okay. Her name is Corvala. You heard from your prior companion. Hello, Corvala. Hello. Thank you for meeting here. Here's my, my companions that are traveling with me, Bryn and Elliot. Oh, hello. I think I saw Bryn. I think I saw you listening to a story. Did you enjoy? Oh, absolutely loved hearing about Arthur and Lancelot. Did that it was make phenomenal. you phenomenal? She's like, you know, Pedat. Did that make you want to come into the store absolutely. and like, purchase oh, yeah. more books? Absolutely. Okay, that's oh, good. We'll have yeah, to keep yeah. that uh, more more in tune. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, Corvalla just wanted to meet with you and kind of continue our conversation from earlier. You know, um, what's what, what's going on? You, I heard lots of things about a uh, resurrection and funds and what are you raising and all these copying these books. What's going on? Um, okay. So I'm going to be honest with you. We are a pack of jackal wares and you would know that those are mix of jackals and humans like werewolves, but not quite as powerful. Um, but we're peaceful. Like don't get us wrong. We're not actively trying to like hurt people. We were actually under our leader, Nadalia, was Elema, which is, um, you guys would know, Elema is like a centaur, but a female top half and a lion bottom half. Oh, okay. Interesting. So cool. 
yeah and she was she was awesome and she just was fascinated on books and she was giving us all this like free education and she just liked to gather books and that was kind of like her hoard instead of like being mean and using her power she just wanted to spread joy of you know learning and teaching but because she was a beast she was still murdered they still came and they killed her and we're trying to just raise the funds to resurrect her because she didn't deserve that and you know but it's expensive so we we moved to boulder's gate because we were like okay we have this hoard of books maybe we can sell some of the books yeah. and pay for the funds but you know, it's, it's a thousand gold plus a diamond in order to get the spell and then even then you need to find a wizard that's going to cast the spell for you and then we got to figure out how to pay for that and that's going to be annoying and, and she's like getting really worked up talking about okay. this predicament that they find themselves in Matrius. that's what i was thinking maybe you can gain a favor from a wizard we know by helping give him by helping us helping us him. with the book you a guys book. you guys have a wizard we that do. would be able to do a favor for us alas we only do. if you do a favor for him this man is very transactional i think that's what it seems to be with wizards but can i ask you who was or who who killed your fearless leader? Um, I mean, it was just some adventures that probably mistook her for some beast, and they needed a re. I mean, sometimes adventures they don't stop and talk to you; they just assume the worst, or they want a trophy for some noble. That you sense that she's very uh, she's confused as to why it happened, but through her story, you realize that it's probably because they're prior leader was more of like a mystical being okay. and you mm -hmm. kind of get to the point that it was probably some noble wanted a trophy yeah and where was she murdered in our in our old hideout we just we couldn't stay there where, after after that where's this hideout i don't know where okay that's right <laughs> i was just making sure it wasn't candle keep no it would have been some not like a city it would have been like some mountain range you okay. know like yeah. Okay. If we could find you a wizard that could do this for you, maybe at a discounted price or, or possibly even for free, would you help us help you? Yeah, I think we could probably make make an arrangement, especially if you guys have a wizard that can um, possibly cast this spell for us. He just may. I'm pretty sure he can. I just don't know if you help us. That's really helping us, not necessarily helping him, but he does owe us three favors. He does. And the thing we're asking for is really only one. It is. Correct. So and maybe we can caution one of ours for hair. Yes. And you you give me one of your favors? I think so. We really need that book. We need that book. And we, we also are wondering, we came from Candlekeep. I do you know these about this? mysterious books are transforming and they're oh, hurting people. One of my, and she kind of gets a little bit more nervous and more embarrassed. And she's like, what have, my, what have the books got to Candlekeep? Are two of them actually? Yes. Three. Three of three. them. Oh. I think that's right. But they've all been destroyed. We destroyed one ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Three books Three books turned. Two were traced back to your shop based on the people we talked about. Oh, well, we can't have people coming back to the shop. That's going to put us back on our goals. And you sense that she's not really, like, upset <laughs> that yeah. people got attacked by the yeah. books, but yeah. more upset that so right, we like can't have publicity. this bad publicity yeah. impact our bottom line. And she's like flipping through. She's like, we might have to. And she starts just talking to herself. We might have to move shops, maybe change the name. You know, like. I don't think. Not, not saying let's stop selling these yeah. books. That, that's <laughs> right. not going to solve the are problem. All, are Koala. all the books like this? 
Oh, no. We have Thyron. He can um, make copies of the simple books. But to be able to sell the more exquisite books, we need the covers. We need everything to be identical. We can't make it look like it was a copy. And then as she's talking, Gimbal, you remember that when you were looking in the store and kind of perusing the store, the rare books, they looked old. Like yes. the bindings on them looked old and tattered. Uh. And like the material was like leather finishes and that type of stuff. But then the other books that they had multiple copies of were very much like a very new like yeah. parchment, new seals. Um, so you get the idea that yes, Thyron does make copies of books, but it's just copies of the basic books. So yes. they have more of an inventory. And then she's like, but Thyron's abilities, we can't replicate and it would be too expensive to try to replicate the bindings and the covers and the old parchment. But um, I actually know a spell. Our former leader, Nadalia, taught me how to make objects. Interesting. It's kind of a uh, creating a monster, but you can tell the monster to take the form of anything in your possession. Oh. Uh. Well. So is that all these rare books you have? Or, or yeah, something? so we have we only have six rare books, but we can't sell the originals. I think we need the original. So that we can... Or can we get a copy that doesn't look like the original? <laughs> I, I would much rather go with your route. I think it was Bryn. <laughs> yeah. I think we can have, so we can have Thyron make a copy of the original. It yes, just won't be like the original binding. Yeah, we don't you know, need like, all that. I think we just no, need the words on the parchment. Yes. But we also need you to stop making copies. Yeah, we also need well, the monsters. Okay, so Honestly, I don't really care if you're making copies or not and what they're doing. So I'm going to go with the, the big ones. <laughs> Suggestion on and this she's gonna one. like shoot these guys a look like we got yeah. one like you know what I mean we gotta true. pick yeah, our battles you know this right yeah, we can, like we'll true. cross that's that bridge fine. later yep. um we'll help. I would assume the console key probably would prefer those books not to, to be maybe a slight disclaimer or so I, you know I don't know what slight that looks disclaimer like. I don't know what that looks like be careful Caution. This book. do not take two console key I, yeah I will read at your own risk we could maybe put that in there. that'd be a little weird and try to make I it authentic but um I think if we could just get a copy of a legit uh, just a copy that won't kill anyone yeah of the books that oh, we they need they should never kill anyone they have strict instructions when they get created to just sustain their life force but never kill interesting and you'll realize that in the story of the books attacking people no one actually died you just yeah. got really tired while reading them ah uh, yeah we're okay. good with you making copies though yeah just give us a crappy copy with all the content <laughs> of uh, no not a crappy copy we need a newer version yes, yes we don't need it we don't <laughs> need the authentic that looking has everything Perfect. copied perfectly and then what we can do is we'll bring that back and to matrius yes and we'll turn one of our favors into matrius for you i think this is an agreeable arrangement i'll be honest with you i can't guarantee that he's gonna say yes and i can't guarantee that he's not gonna charge you something i don't think he'll charge you the full amount you might wave the diamond i'm not sure but I'm sure you'll be able to work something out with him. Can be arranged, and she is going to suggest. If it's not a guarantee, though, I don't want to. I don't want to put ourselves out for this favor. If it's not a guarantee, we're going to get a payoff. So, is it possible you guys could maybe we'll give you a copy of it? But can you cover the cost of materials to make said copy? It would only How be about is- only be about one gold. Absolutely, absolutely. We can absolutely do that. Okay. So she's going to suggest that, well, why don't you guys grab some dinner with us? I'll have Thyron start making a copy of the other book, and then um, we'll probably be ready in about a day or two. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Sounds good. Yes. 
So then um, you guys would leave the little room with her. And as soon as you close the door, you hear like a lot of, you hear her dragging a bed like across the wood planks. And then you hear, and then you hear steps going down. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And then a couple of minutes later, she comes back up and calls Thyrin into her office. Interesting. You guys are welcome to eat with the jackals. They're just having some, probably some like possum soup or something like that. Uh, I'll probably pass. I'm hungry. I'll hang out, but I'll probably just eat bread and pass on the soup. So as you're sitting around the dinner and they're, you know, making everything, you hear like, ah, this would just be so much better if we had some like salt and pepper and just kind (laughs) of spice it up a little bit. (laughs) It's time for me to make some friends. I reach into my my pack here and I pull out my salt and pepper. Say, make yourself welcome to use it, friends. And they get really excited because you sense that they have not had spices. I love that your salt and pepper shakers came pre-filled with spices. That was that was the reason they were twenty gold. (laughs) Twenty-five gold. Only the finest pepper and the finest salt. (laughs) It was really only ten. It was ten silver for the pieces. Uh, It was fifteen silver to have them filled. Have them filled. Yeah, pink Himalayan salt. (laughs) And Bren like whips out her piccolo. Like I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing Elliot eyeball her like, do not even start. Stop it. Don't you dare. Don't you just put the piccolo away. So she slowly like puts it back, kind of ashamed. <laughs> so I'll say for the next two days, it's going to take Thyron to make this copy. You're welcome to stay with the werejackals in their hideout, or you can stay at your inn. They are fine with either. It is up to you guys. I think we'll stay. I mean, I would prefer to stay at the inn. Yeah, yeah. I think. I always hate being a okay. nuisance. I, I was going to stay at the with the hideout. You just can to, stay with them. No, yeah. I'm. Well, I'm not splitting the party. <laughs> <laughs> fear in his eyes <laughs> we're coming back to the end we'll okay. be back we'll be back in two days and two days later you guys are able to pick up your book it's just a very basic book but it does have a nice binding you can tell that right. Thyron is an artist in his own way but you have all the spells and everything that was included in the book and you start making your way back to Matrix's hideout I assume you're not going back to Candlekeep no, no, no there'd no. be no no reason to. No, I think we go back to Matrix yep Okay. When you get to Matrius's house a couple of days later, you find that there is a like a like a seagull type bird, but it's like a solid blue, and it's sitting on like a little landing pad outside of his uh, house. And as soon as you see it, it says, "Well, I think there might be a problem. I need you to come rescue me. I'm at the Moon Circle. They kind of maybe imprisoned me." And then the little seagull bird just poofs out of existence. Well, we called that, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) It was a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a wonderful story that has been. Thank you for joining us on that adventure. We hope, we hope we'll see you again at the carriage rest in. All right. So this part of the podcast, we usually will get to know your players. So we'll ask a question around our table. What was something new that you guys learned about D&D during this session? The hiding and the extra armor it gives you. Yeah. The 25 or, you know, half hiding, three quarters or whatnot. Yeah. So the partial cover, yeah, partial three quarter cover, covers yeah. and full mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, like, a, like the disadvantage 
uh, with the exhaustion and the, oh, yeah. the, um, not a fan like, of exhaustion. No. <laughs> and like when, when the, like the enemy, like the captain or stuff ran away, you had an extra, Oh, um, the attack of opportunity. Yeah. An attack of opportunity. Um, that was fun. That was. So yeah, it's just slowly starting to build out what you can do in the world. D&D, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like a video game where you just go like hit something. But really you have a lot more openness that you can do, like hide behind barrels. And like AJ had even brought up, there was barrels. Like that wasn't in my plan until I was like, oh, you're in this alleyway. You're like, oh, you're probably like barrels and crates and stuff. And I was like, of course. Yes, there is. Now (laughs) we can play with that. Uh, Um, Bryn really liked the looting too. The looting thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really dug that. Yeah. I, th- I think I always playing with in my mind it was it's not a video game it's almost like a choose your own adventure with an oh, yeah. infinite number of options yeah. <laughs> yeah. yep. and that's so like the looting is fun but then also it brings in the challenge because in our table we don't really track money too much but you could sense now like this session I was like oh it's like this much silver this much gold yeah that starts getting into you. It can be fun to do that because then you're like, oh, we really can't afford that, but we can do this. Yes. Yeah. This. How do we work raise funds? Yeah. Right. So I need to try to find that balance, which I'm still not amazing at yeah. doing um, just because we've never had to in the past. But I think it, I think it's an element I kind of miss out on with the way I run my games. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun because we're like, get that book. Oh my gosh, 25 gold. We don't have near enough. Yeah. yeah. You could almost get like some play coins in a little pouch. And oh, yeah. You could like, you, yeah. like you have a bank. I would love that idea. Yeah. Like fake Monopoly money. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm picturing like the little plastic coins when they teach Yo. you in first grade how oh, to yeah, count they, money. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. cardboard coins or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have good plastic ones too that are real cheap. Yeah. They're like a teacher store. It's a good idea. I like, um, it was cool for me because you guys are, I mean, so fresh at playing that like, I'm watching you play and then also watching Mike DM. So like seeing the things you are picking up on, but then the things you're not picking up on. And like, I'm like, Ooh. And then I'm watching Mike, like try to get you to like, (laughs) Like like, you know what I mean? Like try to get you to like drop this, drop that. And I'm just like, okay, like, so I feel like your DMing is getting better. And then like, just me as a player is like getting better. Cause I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, how many times in our campaign have you done that? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But to stop and listen, like literally listen to the information he's trying to give me yeah. and not trying to think about the information I want to get from him because they're different. Yeah. That was when you interjected when I was in the, the scene when the yeah. little shop there. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that there's something more that I can do and I want to do, but I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah. I yeah. never thought like, oh my gosh, yeah, you were doing that. And then like, let's add like, how long have you been doing this? Yeah, yeah. Where are like, you putting the funds? In my mind, I'm like, oh, they want to resurrect somebody, and it's probably that gnome that little one killed. And like, I'm going in my <laughs> yes. oh, 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 different backstory. We've got these. Like, we've got these. <laughs> She's just connecting all the NPCs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's, Katie's made her own adventure in her head. It's all a massive conspiracy yeah. between the werewolves, all- the were rats, yeah. the and were- the gnomes. <laughs> the little one, little G, big E. What's yes. happening? What is happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's all a huge circle. It is right. a huge circle. And, and I just like, connected it all. The part that's fun for me is like, I did not have a plan for Matrix to get imprisoned by the circle of <laughs> yeah. whatever. Oh my God, until we, I brought we it set up. you up. Until you guys rolled that you were going to create an enemy. And I was like, all right, this yeah. is yes. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Now they hate Matrix. 
bad. So that's fine. Hey, <laughs> we'll be able to cross whatever river we need to. Yeah, yeah exactly. literally. Literally. Right. We still have all 12 coupons. We have all 12 all coupons. 12. <laughs> and that's the fun part about the cooperative story part of D&D. Yeah. That's why I try to do those things. I loved like, it. Oh, it makes it's it so much so easier much for me fun. to plan. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, now I just yeah. I need to yeah. plan this adventure. You know, like, yeah. so. And it's fun to listen to because then they're like, oh, no, they did not yes. just do that. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Or, you know, when things come back around. Oh, yeah. I think that that's one of my favorite parts that we're like, we really got into it this game was yeah. the just adding on top of each other as yeah. we're trying to build whatever scenario is going on here. Yeah, the role playing. That's yes. the fun part is the role playing and the storytelling and, oh, yeah. and just yeah. the pure like improv and, and yes. stuff like that. All right. Well, I'm not sure when the next episode will happen, but we'll continue the story when that comes. Yes. All right. Talk to you later. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.